Hello, all of you wonderful people out there in podcast land. Welcome to another episode of Black and White Reviews. My name is Will. My name is Lee. My name is Chuck. Oh, hi, Chuck. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. How you doing? You look alive. I'm not. How you doing? <laughs> I know. <laughs> He's not? Barely. What are you? Somewhere you in the You an undead night sister? Something like that. <laughs> Anyways, today we are going to be discussing the 20, uh, 2010 movie, The Book of Eli, starring Denzel Washington, Mila Kunis, Jennifer Beals, Gary Oldman. Yep. Yeah? Yep. So, Lee has never seen this movie, or at least last <laughs> week when I asked you if you saw this movie, you said no, so I jumped at the opportunity to talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm surprised you've you. never seen this movie. I, I, it's It's been on my list of movies to eventually watch. I'm like, oh, Book of Eli. Eli was in the Bible, so therefore Book of Eli it must be somewhat kind of about the Bible in one way or another. I'm like, there's a Bible existent in it. Two. Two Bibles. Yeah, in his head and in a book. And um, I just have to ask, why Jennifer Beals and why Mila Kunis? Yeah. Because ne- neither of them really mattered. Nope. Or needed to be anybody special. Nope. Gary Oldman, great for his role. It was small for Gary Oldman. Small? It was small. It was a... I... He didn't. He didn't have. He did not have enough screen time to play that character. Now Gary Oldman, Gary Oldman plays amazing like characters. When he builds a character, it's great. And here, again, right falls into what makes Gary Oldman so good. But he did not have enough screen time because he's so good. I I, I felt like he could have had a couple more scenes. But I, I, I'll be, I'm going to say I'm going to keep it very general and say, movies not bad, ridiculous at certain points. But then you go, oh, but you know he's got God. All right, that's cool because he he's the only person who knows scripture. Right. Kind of cool. Um, and that's what protects him. And then he loses it, and then he loses it. And uh, Gary Oldman's got it, but he doesn't have it. Um, because <laughs> it's. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Spoiler alert. Um, anyway, Book of Eli. Glad I watched it. Not what I expected at all. Nope. Um, I I saw when when I saw the first like poster of it or whatever. He had, it's like a dude with, with sunglasses out in the desert. And I'm like, oh, must be a war movie. Nope. You know. Nope. Not at all. Not at all. It's basically Mad Max, but without cars. Well, I mean, some people had cars, but yeah, it's. Basically, Denzel Washington in a very lower key version of Mad Max. Not bad, right? It's definitely a movie I'll probably never watch again. I don't need really? to watch. I I mean, background movie. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, for I'll fun- I'll throw funsies. it on for funsies. It, I would never say, "Hey, dude, you want to come over and watch the Book of Eli?" No. That will never be a a, a, a watch party. Probably never. not. No. No. But I Dune. That. <laughs> but Dune. <laughs> All right. It was a it was a sleepover. <laughs> so. So you it was okay. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a movie. I'm glad I watched. Do I ever need to watch it again? No. 
And I, I remember when uh, there's, a, there's a voice I hear near the end. I'm like, that sounds like Malcolm McDowell. It is. Oh, look at that. I remember him. Yeah. He did movies. Cool. It, it was not his part. No. He looked awful. Well, I mean, he had long hair and, and a mustache. That's about it. Yeah, he was an old dude. With a mustache. With a mustache. Just a mustache. Man with the mustache. He's just like, a guy and he's old. Mm hmm. Yeah, but he gave him the very, they gave him that. Albert Einstein look, and it did not work on him because <laughs> he was old in Star Trek Generations as the bad guy, and he had the silver hair still, and he <laughs> looked fine. He looked okay. Was Generations where they had both? They had Kirk and uh, Spock. Yeah. Kirk and Picard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kirk yeah. and Spock. Well, I mean, they always had Kirk and Spock. Right, Kirk yeah, and Picard. I get you. Um, and they meet in Picard. the Nexus. They meet in <laughs> the Picard. They meet in the Nexus. But before I go, Will, I know that you're the one who recommended this. I had given a brief opinion on this last week, I think, <laughs> off air. Um, but before I give my opinion on what I like about the movie or not or whatever the case may be, I kind of want to hear your thoughts first since you gave the suggestion for this movie. I think it's one of <laughs> Denzel's finer performances. What? Finer? Yeah. His performance was fantastic. His this. performance I, in this movie was, was amazing. It, I mean, what was, what what else are you gonna spoke. what else are you gonna say? Training Day, like the go to when you talk about Denzel, like Training Day was Ethan amazing. Hawk. Okay, yeah, talk about something completely different. Talk about something, anything else other than Training Day. I would say this movie. This movie is amazing, and he was fantastic for the role that he played. Um, it's Equalizer, post apocalyptic. There, there are things, and we'll get Wasn't to this Equalizer later just on. Taken with a with the. Let him go. No. Okay. Yeah, Equalizer is basically taken. Um, <laughs> Based off what I read, I never there watched are, Equalizer. There are, there are things that Denzel does in this movie that on a second watch really make the movie a lot better. Okay. There's, I mean, I'm, and I'm not saying that you have to go and watch it for a second time to see what I'm talking yeah, about, yeah, yeah. but it's there. Like, there's, like mm -hmm. there's a thing that you find out about Denzel at the end of the movie, and if you go back and you rewatch it over again, you can see it scattered throughout the entire film. And Denzel right. does an amazing job when he's doing things like that. Um, Gary Oldman, I agree with everything that Lee said. He's fantastic in this. I could have maybe maybe a little bit more, but for the character yeah. that he was playing and like what he was trying to do, I thought it was perfect. The only things about this movie that I really don't like is the music. I thought this movie could have done without um, a lot of tracks. The score is fine. You want to throw some ambient noise in the background, I'm all for it. But just the track selection that they chose for some of these parts is like, eh, I don't know about that. I don't know if I'm feeling that. That and there's a really thing going, there's a really weird thing going on with the color gradient in this movie. And I'm feeling like the only reason why it's there is to hide how bad the green screen was in certain parts. Oh, dude, totally. Yeah, the the green screen uh, effects in this movie are pretty bad. The sky does not look like a sky. Those are not clouds. This is all computer uh, generated. And I kind of have a feeling like, let's turn the saturation on everything down a little bit just so down. we can hide how awful this looks. Because then at the end of the movie, where you actually get like, oh my god, bright colors, it looks terrible. It looks Green awful. <laughs> so the ocean, there is. And I looked at that, and all I thought it was like, you know, I see that, and it's like, oh, is that Alcatraz? It's a grunge thing. You know, I'm like that's the like obviously all you see at that point is it's Alcatraz. I've seen this before, in The Rock. 
and then we're good. Yeah. But the the whole thing about the the saturation, I'm just like, is this a Zack Snyder film? Like early Zack Snyder? No, no, it's just bad green screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's what we're gonna work with. Okay, yeah. got it. And they're all wearing sunglasses, so it looks like, oh, it must be super bright out there. That's why everybody wears sunglasses. No, they were just using that to hide everything else. Sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Pretty much. Okay. Pretty much. Because um, they never talked about that. They do. They never brought up why everybody wears wear sunglasses? They do. Really? They make one statement about it. And uh, before I go, are you are you done with – you want to continue, Will? Because I, I want to address what he just said, but I, I want to give you your time to finish up before I – Yeah, for the, most part, for, the most part, I'm, for the most part, I'm done. I, I, I think the movie is fantastic. I don't have a whole lot of – aside from – the music choices and, and and the color thing that's going on in the bad green screen. Um, the the one other thing that I'll say, and again, I kind of agree with Lee on this one. I don't know what the thought process was behind Mila Kunis in this movie. It is so weird. It's so Sex weird. Appeal. It's so awkward. Eh. That and she was, you know, she was a eh, knocking on a list celebrity's door back then. She was trying. She was, she was trying. It, she it was in a really... number of different films. Yeah. About... What? American Psycho 2. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. No. At that time? At that time. Really? She was also in um, was whatever. Friends with Benefits Yeah. with Justin Timberlake around Extract. that same time. Extract. You know, she Extract. Was, <laughs> she was definitely, definitely on her way. That was the same time? To the late, the hmm. mid- the late 2010s. Yeah. See, the problem with Mila Kunis is, like, she was very popular for that 70s show. Yep. Sex appeal. I mean, she was, like, 14 years old when she yeah. did that show. She was literally, this like, Ukrainian girl, came over, lied about her age, jumped on the show, and was, was you know, Kelso's girlfriend. I get that, but that was why she was put on the show. Right. And it worked. For the time, and then after that, she she did all these other roles, and it seemed like she was popular for the wrong reasons. Not because of her acting chops, but because she was just... Sex appeal. I guess. I mean, if you look at Friends with Benefits... I didn't watch the movie. It's all about them... Let's have sex without actually having a she's the most, commitment. She's the most unrealistic part of forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. She's There's the no who... way... That he would have a chance in hell with a woman like that. That's the most. It's it's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. She so that goes, was my. But my problem there's here is a photo. My, she goes topless in the show. <laughs> he goes bottomless in the movie. <laughs> my, my problem Twice. with her and my problem with her in this movie is that her ending was not earned at all, at all. Not even a little bit. Not even close. Nope. So. With that being Made said, no sense at all. Nope. Chuck, go for it. So, I said last week, I think off air, I don't know if we recorded it or not, but I said last week that I absolutely hate this movie. <laughs> okay. Now, it's been 13 years, 14 years since I've watched the movie. I watched it once back when it first came out in 2010-ish. And never again. And I haven't watched it since until, and I think I watched, and now here's the reason why. I, I've, I have changed my opinion. I like the movie. Oh, I don't, okay. I don't love the movie. No. 
I have some big issues with the movie, but it was still a fun. It was still a fun film. Okay. Um, I agree with both of you guys. There is not a role that Gary Oldman cannot do. If no, you say can, Gary Oldman, yeah, do this, he will find a way to make it happen. I mean, his. I mean, I didn't watch the movie, but him as Win, as Winston Churchill, from what I understand, is like uh, amazing. Yeah. Um, he looked great. He. It, it he, reminds he, me. It reminds me a lot of um, what's his name, Colin Farrell, turning into Penguin, and how yes. just like, oh my god, like like Gary Oldman turning into Winston Churchill, or is, like is Heath fantastic. Ledger turning into Joker. You know, it's one of those. Yeah, but you knew things. it was like, Heath you... Ledger. Like you look at Joker in that role, you know it's Heath Ledger, right? You look at Penguin. I have a hard time. You don't, I have a hard time immediate... seeing Heath Ledger. Well, I don't. Let's go. Let's go back to. Let's go back to Gary Oldman and Dracula. Um, when you saw him in the old makeup compared to him in the young, what? I want to see your. You want to see my face? I want to see your face. See my face. Um, when you see him in the old makeup compared to the young, it's like that doesn't even look like him. Like that's a lot of makeup, but you can still see all the emotions, and you can right. carry. And you're picking up everything that he's putting out. Gary Oldman, I I'm not going to say he's the best actor in the world. He's, he's up not, there. but he's he's amazing when it comes to transforming himself into something you would not expect. Right. And again, the I'm, I'm going to bring it up be, again. The industry Drexel, will. Drexel is the, is the most ridiculous character or what he did in The Professional, you know, when he was all on drugs and stuff. It's like, this guy is absolutely nuts. The first thing I remember seeing him in was Lost in Space. I know that's like, what, 98, yeah. maybe, when that movie came out. And it, and it was just like, oh, just like some British dude, you know, being a doctor. But then I saw everything else. I'm just like, but this Air guy. Air Force One like, was before that, though. I know, but I saw that after. Oh. You know, like a year after. And I'm like, oh, this guy is that guy. Oh, wow. And I saw him in, like, everything else after that in, like, um, uh, Fifth Dimension, Fifth, fifth, <laughs> fifth element. element. And I was like, wow. Harry like, Potter. Harry Potter. You're right. Sirius Black. That, that was the most normal character he's ever played. He was not <laughs> normal in Harry Potter. He seemed normal. Um, But you're, I, I, think, serious. I think that, I think that is... Screen time was decent. I think it could have been a little bit more. Um, Denzel Washington fit the part perfect. He did mm. fantastic in the film. His reaction time when he's shooting, the 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 way that he carries himself in the film, the way that he does everything, just his almost like I don't care about anything. I'm on a mission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Comes out beautiful in the film. Um, the issue that I have, which we'll get more into it, is they're in a post apocalyptic world. Yes. Mm-hmm. They make one line which addresses what Will is, what, what Lee was complaining about. Mm-hmm. But we have absolutely no idea what happened. <laughs> The, the Flash. I, they call the, it the Flash, the flash right? which is why they're wearing. But they're in the desert, which is why they're all wearing sunglasses. And there's these shakes. Where do the shakes come from? Why are they like all of these things? What actual? Most movies that are we know where the shakes come from. Yeah, Five there's Guys a whole scene that, it, that 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 explains where the shakes come from. When he's doing, when he says, "Show me your hands." Yeah, you find out. And he does the. Uh, yeah, they never got back into that. They, yes, they but did. The, thi- the thing. What? When? How? Shakes? Yes. Shakes what? They went over it. 
The old people. Show me your hands. Old people? The old people in the house. Yeah, they were shaky. Yes, why? So, uh, oh, sh so, okay, only cannibals are shaky? Because they eat That's too much the human point. Meat. Yes, because if you eat too That's much human meat, it, it'll, it'll, it'll mess with your, uh, your, your central nervous system. Yes. Right. Did they say that? Yeah, he says it to her at the end of the, towards the end of the film. That's why they're so shaky. Yes, he says. Even that? even okay. even Gary Oldman that. made it. Even Gary Oldman made a comment about we don't do that kind of thing here. So it is a thing that's established in this world. Okay, right. I, but what's that not established? What's then. not established though, is what the heck actually happened. No, it's not. When you when you and that to me is a big faux pas in this entire film. Most post post Post-apocalyptic films will at least give you like a three to four minute monologue in the beginning kind of explaining what happened or the two main like if it was like in this case it would be Denzel with Mila with Mina Kunez. He would have been like so because she was they had the conversation. She was like they're in the cave and they're like she had the conversation. You were around then. And at this point he could have been like this is what happened. They could have taken three. They could have added five minutes to the film and explained what happened? Yeah. Maybe it's a deleted scene. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but to me, that it's like, okay, all I want to know is what happened. That's a big thing. That is a big thing for this film. Yeah. What happened? What, like, outside of that, I, I think when I first watched it, the, when I first originally watched it, I think that's one of the reasons why I had a hard time with it, was I was like, post-apocalyptic. Like, when you watch... Um, Resident Evil, even though it's nowhere near as good as the game, when mm. you watch it, you know what happens because the first five minutes is explaining what happens, who Umbrella is, why they're mm. doing what they're doing, what caused it. When you watch Shaun of the Dead, they explain what happens. When you watch all of these other films, mm. they explain what happens. But this one, no explanation. You have to just figure you have to, like, there's a big crater in the middle of the desert. Why? <laughs> <laughs> is that the only one? Is it around the whole world? You know, is this a Mad Max Fury Road type deal? Like, you know what? I, I'm what not. I'm not. This? I'm not going to say that I disagree with you. I it's it's a whole. I'm I'm gonna. I I agree with that. However, on the flip side of that, we love the first two Terminator movies, despite not knowing a whole lot about what that coming war looks like. True. We don't know what the war looks like, but we know what's happening in the moment but we know we know we know that there is a war and we know what it's about we know why it's there we know what causes it yeah, we know we where all it of that i don't care movie. i don't it's not like we have to do like the last of us and watch it just play out and unfold in front of us mm. to just have an idea of what happened would be enough not there was the flash. I'm not okay, gonna. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing with Barry you. I'm just Allen. playing. I'm just playing devil's advocate right now because there is right. You, you. Yeah. And I think I think that one point for me would have made this movie go from good to great. They should have. They should have gave you an explanation like in the final act. That's it. Like that's it. Just give you more of an explanation. The flash was this. I mean, the last thing we talked about was what the creator. Yeah, and yeah. what we got in there is like that entire movie, like peppered in, is like why it happened, how it happened, who did it, what's happening right. here, and that's that. This movie never really gives you that full explanation of here's why we're here. Right. Boom. Ending. Like you wow. just plopped. There was no. There's no world building, and I think 
I mean, they did world build, but they didn't give you the explanation as to why the world was that. Was that? There's yeah, a loose. Right. They, there's they, a they, they really loose explanation that Denzel gives to Mila Kunis in that. In that. Super uh, loose. It's really. It's really. Really loose. It's That's really. That's like loose. you know, you know, a, a thirty <clears throat> waist wearing a you know forty waist. <laughs> pants like loose we're talking yeah. that's, that's a big deal it's falling off yeah like <laughs> yeah. suspenders can only do so much so i mean for me so I, my opinion has changed i don't hate the film no i think overall it's a good film i think it would be a much better film if that it's not just a hole for me it's a giant hole it's a mm. giant gaping problem with mm-hmm. this film you know cinch it you know um and other than that, I think that the overall the film aged well. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. To a, for the most part, it aged well because there was only moments in time where it showed the the whole scene, scenery. So when they're in the town, when they're in the caves, when they're by the build by the house, all that and stuff doing looks all of great. These things, it all looks great. Yeah, it's when they're showing you the world that yeah. you can kind of see that. That I think they could even if they if they wanted to go back if someone cared enough to go back they could actually touch that up, Probably. re-edit that, mm. and it would be fine. Yeah, but George Lucas had nothing to do with this, so right. that's eh. not going to happen. Right, he's not going to do it four times. But that's my thoughts. I think that overall, great. Yeah, decent movie. All right, I agree with some of the holes you guys brought up, and I changed. I have cha- I have since changed. I was like, this actually is a. There was enough. Dialogue, conversation, you know, character growth mixed in with action that it wasn't just like, as much as I love John Wick, <laughs> it's not John Wick from front it's to back. It's not a mindless action movie. No. Right. No, no. There's a story to it. Yeah. Um, there's the end of a story to it. <laughs> we just don't know the beginning. Uh, um, and I there's think. There's the, the, but why though? Yeah. You know, but why though? There's a couple of those. There's, there's a couple of but be. why those in this movie. Yes. So, um, but if you guys want, I'm ready to go into uh, full spoiler territory yeah. if you guys would like. You so sure? at this point, everyone, we're gonna go into full spoiler territory. If you want to hear the whole conversation or see the whole conversation or see the whole conversation, join us on Patreon. It's as uh, it starts at three dollars a month. Um, yeah. Patreon.com forward slash Black and White Reviews. As always, the audio will be on podcast for free. Yes. So, and a big shout out to one of our patrons tonight, uh, Sarah. Thank you so much for listening, for joining, and being one of our patrons. Yes. Because you are awesome, and we love you. So, yeah. There's that. Yay! Yay! So, Give spoiler territory. Are we there now? <laughs> we are in spoiler territory. Go All for right. It. So, um, I I, I do want to. <laughs> Go back to Lee because mm-hmm. we uh, were in non-spoiler territory. We glossed over something major. Mm. He's blind. Yeah. He's so, blind? He's blind. Wait, 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 wait. He's blind? He Oh, he's blind. No. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I thought so, but I was kind of like, they never really, really, really said it. No way. He, no. That's what makes his character... Interesting, because yeah. that's why and he has a braille. That's why his book is braille. That's why well, it's braille. his book is braille. That's all he had. They did. They did the ending where they do the zoom in on his eyes, and they're gray and glossy. So it's supposed to like he's blind. I, but I the, 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 the thing that no I was way. getting, the thing that I was getting to <laughs> is, if you watch this movie a second time, you can see it. He plays yeah. blind. 
He's bumping into things. He's feeling around yeah. for things. There's this one scene at the beginning of the movie where he enters a house and he pushes a whole bunch of dishes and plates to the side just so he could know like where the cu- cupboard end or whatever like that. And he didn't mm-hmm. respond to the body that he found. He responded to the smell. So it's like mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. littered throughout. And as he was going towards the closet where the body was, he bumps into a table on the side. Like there's all these little things that happen in this movie that gives gives it away. But again, there's one you're, only, section, you're there's... only picking up on that on a second viewing. I don't think anybody would be able to catch right. it on a first. And that's yeah. that's one of the main reasons why I chose this movie in, in, in comparison, well, in contrast to when we watched The Creator, how his son yeah. David ain't ready and this is one of the no. reasons why <laughs> no. this is this is this is one of the reasons why I said that. You know, nepotism right. exists and it, it was in the creator incarnate where they tried to recreate this mm. story right. a little bit loosely, mm. but they tried to do something okay. similar with his son. It didn't work on a storytelling no. pers- on a storytelling level at all. Here it works because Denzel has been around for decades. He is seasoned and he's a fantastic actor. So I just, right. I just that that's one of the reasons why I chose this because it's like you get to the end, he's blind, and if yeah. you're clever enough, <laughs> or if you watch it for a second time, you do you can pick, pick it up, up the entire time. But he's yeah. so subtle he's about trying, it. He, he's he uses so the gun to feel the door. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. really subtle about it. The way that he, the way that he plays being blind throughout this movie, it's amazing. I think that's, that's why I put this movie up there with some of his best. And I know I said I didn't want to do it. I'll say it. I put this movie right below Training Day. I think mm. I think this performance from him is fantastic for for oh, everything I just mentioned me. alone. Man on Fire is up there for me. You as You well, guys too. are gonna hate me. I've only seen a few Denzel films. Well, that's there, a problem. I, I I've appreciated his acting and Snakes I've on a Plane. <laughs> that is Samuel L. Jackson. Wow. Oh, oh wait, pulp, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you ever seen any movie? He's the black guy. Star Wars? <laughs> yeah. No. Listen. Yeah. Rush Hour? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come it, come it, come it, come it, come it. Have Listen. you seen Men on Fire? <laughs> I'll tell you this. Amazing. I've not seen I've not seen Men on Fire. I've not seen any of the Equalizer movies. I have not seen Training Day. What? I've seen scenes from all of these films. And I've and I've seen Denzel go off, and I'm like, wow, this guy's good. But I've never watched any of these movies in their entirety. I'm sorry. J- well, you, you are you, missing. Well, hey, I know. You never, you never watched John no. Q. No, I didn't see John Q either. What? Yeah, we've talked about it, but no, I never. Have saw you ever it. seen? Um, was it? Um... Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I haven't. You have never seen John Q where his no. son, he's in, he takes oh, no, 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 no. Don't talk about it because Keep now. Yeah, because now in a now few months. Now we have to. Now, now we if, have to. In a few to. months, I'm going to say John Q. See, the thing is, I've, I'm seen, gonna say, I've seen clips from all these movies. I've read about these movies. Never saw them. Wow. Never saw them. Wow. And, you're, and, okay. and that's, it's, I'm sorry, I know but you're, you're, I, know, I know. To me, Denzel Washington is he he's a superstar yeah he is yeah when you like when i watched him in 
in um, Man on Fire. Dakota, it was one of Dakota Fanning's first films. I remember, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's his name? The singer. What's Will, do you know who? The singer. Liberace. Yeah, the... <laughs> Wow. No. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Liberace. So, you know, do you know the, you've seen, have you seen, um, Snaps. Jason Statham, uh-huh. um, Transporter 2. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, mother yeah, yeah, yeah. in, the mother in that is the mother in Men on Fire. And her, her husband is, um, he's a, a Spanish singer. Enrique Iglesias. No. <laughs> Go back 20 years. Not Ricky Iglesias. <laughs> Ricky Martin. Ricky Ricardo. <laughs> Ricky Martin? <laughs> Wait, He no said way. go back 20 no. years ago. I know. Oh, that's, that's, when the, ago. that's when the movie came out. She's into superstition. No, it was. Black cats and voodoo dolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me see here. Man on... Should Bye, make yeah. you please take your clothes off. Christopher Walken. I'm, I'm gonna say something. <laughs> I'm gonna say something about Man on Fire. Christopher Walken. I'm gonna say oh. something about Mark Man Anthony. on Fire. Oh well, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll watch anything with Christopher Walken in in it. <laughs> he's worth the watch. The watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's in it too. But it is a fantastic. It's a. I really haven't seen a Denzel movie that wasn't really well. I done. love Deja Vu. Deja Vu is a good movie. Deja Vu is a really good movie. Yeah, I agree with you. I like how they put it together. But but the thing is, the last time I watched it was only a couple years ago, and I'm like, this movie did not age well. Probably not. (laughs) It was great when it first came out. It's probably been a while since you guys watched it too, right? Like since maybe a year or two after it came out? I saw it a few years ago. Okay. It's one of those I watch movie? Is that the movie where it gets into a hole in a wall and goes back in time? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Jim Caviezel yes. is in it. Yeah. And Jim yeah, Caviezel yeah. says a bunch of stuff like, I sacrificed for the whole of humanity. And, yes, and yes. I'm like, wait, 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 hold on, hold no, on, hold no, on. Wait. Stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> he made a bunch of Jesus quotes. And it was really funny. Like, my wife and I were watching it. We're like, did he just say that? We know he's Jesus, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, but that was like 10 years later. And he's he's like a super Catholic, right? Caviezel? No, super Christian. Is he really? Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, Gibson. So yeah. On the other hand, Gibson's a twisted Catholic right well, now. Well, there's that. <laughs> Gibson is Gibson. But, but yeah, no. So to your point, though, I, I to pat myself on the back a little bit. I did catch it the first time that he was blind. Mm-hmm. Um, I you, know, you don't catch it until the end of the movie though. And you go, wait, right. was he blind? Yeah. And I go, okay, he was. He was. Um, the whole Braille book is what gave it away the first time for me. Yeah. Um, with that, I the, asked myself. The, I asked myself if he was blind when he um, when he shot the bird down. Yeah, that was the well, moment his, for his, me. My first time through, when I first saw the movie, I was like, "He's not is blind, he? is he? Why, why would he <laughs> like pay attention to the ground if he's getting ready his, to shoot a?" It's so his weird. hearing and his smell is like heightened. It's mm. it's like Matt Murdock on yeah. steroids. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's amazing. That's why I said this movie last week. I said you know this movie is a lot like Mad Max meets Daredevil because yeah, yeah all his stuff is heightened. Mm-hmm. He knows martial arts. He's a good fighter. He doesn't know martial arts. God just did it. Now, that was the whole point. Was he was protected by God because he was the protector of the word. Right. That was the whole point. And as soon as he lost it, 
he just got shot down. Immediately. 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 Like, ridiculously. <laughs> and you're like, wait, and he's like... And he goes down, and you're like, oh, well... I love that he gets back up and, like, brushes himself off, and then just, like, sits there. <laughs> he does gotta just sit there for a bit. What's he gonna do? <laughs> what else is he gonna do? I don't know, just lay down, take a rest, finally. To your well, point, though, Mila Kunis, when she gains... Kunis. Like, Kunis, so, whatever. Yeah, I wanna, she I wanna say all his that. Stuff at the I end, and then I she just starts that. walking back. I like, yeah, she did so not much. deserve the ending she Nothing. got. Nothing. Like, she did not deserve any a dude, of that. You knew a dude. Yeah. You knew a dude. Do you know, know a but guy. You know, but do you know why they did it, though? He taught to her make nothing. She looked good doing it. That's the only reason why. Not enough to make a sequel. Not enough to me. No, not at all. Not nope. at all. Nope. Nope. There was not never a plan all. for it. There was never a plan for a sequel. No, but they ended be. the movie. They, end, they set up for a sequel. They, they absolutely Yeah, did. they set up where she could have gone back to the town and it could. But mm -hmm. you know that Gary Oldman's character is dead. The Book of Solara. That's what it would have been. <laughs> and it would have been horrible. I wish at the end of the, when they show the Bible and he's putting the Bible in it. Oh, yeah. I wish the it, they made it, it Alcatraz, I, printed by Alcatraz. No, or I, I wish it was like Alcatraz the Holy Press. Bible. Instead of the King James Version, the Book of Eli. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. the Eli Version or something like that. Yeah. Because I'll be honest. It, well, to memorize word for word, that the has entire, to be. Well, he's, he did say that he was traveling west for decades. 30 years. Yeah. Well, so you're traveling west too, for right? decades. Like, you're traveling years, for yeah. decades. All you, have all you have is that. Is that yeah. Bible and your first mm -hmm. generation iPod. Like, that's all you got. Yep. Did he have the Trouble Man soundtrack on there? But it's a... On your left. <laughs> it's... There is, there's a lot of truth to this movie too. Oh, absolutely. This th this movie, it, it really does. What what I like about his character as he goes through is you see him and he's like, you know, Neo in Matrix. You know, at the end, where it's just like he, he just does everything, and you're like, wow, he just takes people out, and then add he's blind at the end. You're like, oh, okay, but it's like nothing touches him. He's standing there being shot at from like twenty feet away, hitting his back, and, and and it's like nothing's hitting him, and you're like. Okay, all well, right. The bullet, the bullet ricocheted off of his backpack, which I thought was a Barely. kind of a cool touch. Yeah, yeah. When it finally did hit him, otherwise they just totally missed him. Yeah, it was like it's like the joke what they did in, in UHF with with uh, Weird Al as he was Rambo and he's standing like six feet from the dude who's like firing a machine gun at him. It's missing him, like to rip on how bad Rambo three was, but. You know, you see this, and at one point, he finally says the very big deal. It's like, you know, I've been carrying this book, follow my mission forever, knowing I was protected, but I forgot what the entire point of it all was all about. The teaching was all about doing for others as you would like to be done for yourself. And right. it's it's a very um, simplified um, explanation of what the Bible is. Right. Do for others. Stop worrying about you. Pay attention to other people. Well, focus on. I them. have a problem. I I do love have a other people. I do have, and a then problem. you will be covered and protected. I do have a problem with that because I agree with you that what he said in the car on the yeah I I agree with that. However, he's not living by that, and he's reciting this mantra earlier uh -huh. on in the movie: "Don't get involved, stay on your path." And he's reciting it like he was told to do that. 
So it's it's con it's contradictory. That's, that's I my think opinion. that was that was that was the book of Eli that he was reciting from. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think okay. that's the whole point. Is like I have a mission, and that was the whole point of the movie. Like, so we've talked about this plenty of times before. Every main character has to have some type of growth, right? Sure. And and his growth was at the end where he realized he couldn't just stay away and not get involved in something where he could step in and help. His mission, his goal, was to take the book to the West. Because that's what he was told by the angel. Take the book to the West. Sure. Do it. Because that's where everything makes sense. But then he kept telling himself, this is my goal. This is my mission. Don't let anything else get in the way. So he made his own scripture. And I think we all do that as, as humans. Whether you're a, a Bible-following person or not, we all make up our own you know, beliefs and morals to follow. I will not the let anybody else take me theology. down. theology. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> the word I'm looking for is symbolism. symbolism. Um, mm. But the, the, I think the point there is really everybody takes their they, – they make their own theology. They, they, they make their own belief, and they follow it. And whether it's based on scripture, whether it's based on um, principle. principle, whether it's based on their own idea of morals that's like in their culture or whatever – like, we all have that, but then we get back to a recognition of truth. And in his situation, he was following one thing and then built his own alternate 1985. Oh, here we which go. Which he was following. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, he had his own thing, which is like, we're still going the same direction. Any chance yeah. to bring Back to the Future the, into any movie? <laughs> the, I, I understand where you're coming from. Maybe it was just the way that he acted the scene out. Because when he was yeah. reciting that mantra over and over when the people are getting mugged and killed, yeah. he was reciting it in a way like this is what he was told. I, 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 yeah. I looked at that scene like, okay, so whatever voice you heard that guided you to this book also told you to stay on your path. Like, I, right. that's kind of the way that he acted out that, that part. So right. I, I don't know. I don't, that's which that's I th just which where I I'm coming from. Yeah, which I think is then... Um, reverted when he says, sure. I forgot the entire point of this. Sure. So he says that in the beginning, and then he says that later on saying, I forgot the entire point of this book. Which you is know what? Like, you know that's, what? that's his point of growth. Maybe it would have been, maybe it would have hit me a little bit more differently if Mila Kunis actually earned what she got Did at something? the end of this movie. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe it, that's the problem that I'm, that if I'm she didn't just right exist. Now. Right. To Pretty exist. Much. Pretty much. She's good looking. Good for her. That's why she's in the movie. <sighs> yeah, she's well, only not, she's not a great actress. No. But she's good looking, which is why she's in the movie. But she yeah, but come on. But she's, she's as they say, easy on the eyes. She I guess is, so. Jessica Simpson. Let's put it this way. Jessica Simpson. Yeah, that's Samson. another one. Yeah. <laughs> no. In um House of Wax. That was Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton that was, was Paris in the Hilton. movie. Why? Because, <laughs> because she, she was good looking. Good looking. Because she looked like wax. That was it. <laughs> she cannot act. Justin Timberlake. Now I'm not going to do that, right? that. Mila Kunis is a much better actress than Paris Hilton. I'm not going down Absolutely. that road with you. We're not doing that at all. So, oh, I'm not comparing her. I'm not okay, comparing good. her act. No. I'm just saying no. the reason why she was in this film was because she was good looking. Yeah. Yeah. I I know. I know. I know. That's it. That's it. That's it. So that's. I mean, so ahead. that's it. 
I think it's I, I think it's funny though. One of my the funniest scenes is when they're actually in the house with the old couple. Oh, here we go. <laughs> and the and Gary Oldman and his crew comes up, and they're getting ready and they're get, they're loading their guns, and she's like, "So what's going to happen?" He's like, "We're going to come out of this alive," and the old couple goes. What about us? He goes, I didn't hear anything about you. <laughs> <laughs> and then a rocket launcher goes off and poof, there she goes. There Bye. She goes. <laughs> so, like, yeah, we, we can we can, wow. we can we can get into that next. So you, you um, both of you kind of made mention of well, there he goes. Both of you kind of made mention of the shakes and it not really being explained. Um, there was that whole thing with the old people. If you eat too much people meat, you're going to end up getting the shakes. That's why, right. you know, the guys in the town who was doing the charging thing wanted to see his hands. And everybody was so right. focused on hands. Are you shaking or not? Dude, when they <laughs> when they go outside and see the graves, like, it's so obvious what's going on here. I was like, oh, my God. And the scene They're was actually... Them. This scene was actually kind of funny because when they turn around and go back in the house, he's like, I found some meat. <laughs> no, you didn't. He just cut it off that guy's thigh. It's so bad. <laughs> the way that this old lady did it, though. Hang on. He's back. So, yeah, Lee, the way that this old lady shown off the graves to, to these two. And then when they turn around and go back in the house, all of a sudden, I found some meat. Like, it's the... <laughs> it was so funny. It was so funny the way that everything happened here. And they're getting ready to leave. And Denzel has to point the, the gun at the guy like, no, we're leaving. We're getting out of here right now. It's like, wow. Oh, my God. We but wanna, Yeah, but that was. We want to eat you. That's kind of what I thought. That was like, yep. they're well, not I making it. Well, I, I love the point where they basically pull the guns on them, and it's like this two old, you know, these two old people, and they're like, "Oh no, they cut on." Ah, okay, yeah, yeah, you know, like, all right, yeah, I got it. Like they didn't have a contingency plan. Like here are the graves, oh, look, here are the mystery <laughs> meat. They're not gonna know a thing. <laughs> like yeah, like, well, I mean, they've been doing it, they've been doing that for a long time a long apparently, time. and and nobody time. else has ever cut on. You just need a blind guy and an attractive girl to finally catch on to what you're doing and to end it. Really? Well, movie. Got yeah, it. Yeah, pretty Thanks. much. Pretty much. It's. I. I will say he does do like the whole the whole blind thing is. I think the best part of the movie because. You have to really, because when he's shooting people off of the rooftops of buildings, and he is—he's shooting. He's like sharpshooting people yes. with a pistol, with a handgun. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And he that's wears what, sunglasses just so that people don't catch on to the fact that and if he it, is blind. And if well, it everybody happened, wears if sunglasses, he, exactly because of <laughs> we don't about, know because nobody explained it. The Flash. If, <laughs> if that Allen. scene where he shot the guy off the top of the building. Yes. That is amazing because the guy on top of the building shot first. That's true. So he so shot towards the sound. If it happened the other way around, the scene wouldn't have worked. No. I that I no. just think little things like that are what make this movie right. incredible. Guy shot first, he heard where the gun shot exactly. was coming from and then shot him exactly. down. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, but when they're on the road and he's like to your point with the bird, there, he just saves that her part, from the two part, guys. That part bugs me. That part bugs me so much. The bird. He Why? just saves her from the two guys that are trying to rape her. Yeah. And he has his bow out, 
and they're walking. He's like, shh, shh. And she's like, what? He's like, no, stop. And he crushes down. I thought to the he road. was. I thought he was listening for the the caravan for the, that was coming for the trucks for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that was coming. So I did thought I. it was like he sensed the vibrations of the trucks coming. I was like, oh, nah. this is no. Nope. And then he just and then you hit, you see the bird. He just goes, <whistles> pop. She's like, <laughs> what's that? He's like, dinner. Dinner. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh! This guy was, he was, and when he pulls out that machete, sword, <laughs> whatever it is, yeah. If you touch me again, I'm going to remove your hand. Yeah. I can promise you this. Yeah. And he just like, shink, and it's off. Yeah. That's that another knife. thing. That's that's another that thing was... about the, the, subtle, the subtlety of him being blind. When he comes across the woman, and he's like, the thing about, the mm. thing about uh, hijackers or robbers, you can smell them from a mile off, and they all come out like, right. it's wild. Yeah. Right. So. He smells the water. I wonder what was actually in that jug. Yeah, so mm. so do I. Why didn't he drink it? it? Why didn't he take it? It was it was some type of alcohol, but he was he was refraining from alcohol. I assumed it was some kind of like uh No, she said Samson. it was water. No, it was not water. I don't think he it was He asked, water. "Do you have any water?" and she says, yeah. "It's in the jug." Yeah, yeah. yeah but he I don't think it, it was went... water in the jug. No, it was clearly not. It was it was liquor or it was urine. Well, whatever it was, whatever it, was it was clearly not it water. It was not water. <laughs> it was not water, exactly. To my point. And that's the thing is it's like, eh, okay. Like, eh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but overall, I, I'm surprised. I went back into the film with a with an open mind being like, okay, it's been 14, 13. 14 years. 14 oh, years. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, did, I just pulled it up. 14 years. Yeah, it's been yeah. 14 years since I've seen the film. And I was like, okay, I don't want to pull another Leonardo DiCaprio thing going on here and saying I hate it and then having <sighs> to be like, Okay, he is a decent actor. You know, he's better than I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie was a... It is a good movie. The Denzel Washington's character, aside from the, the story and the plot, his character is, and his portrayal of it, is really, really good. It's phenomenal. Go ahead. I had to watch it again. Something. I was like... I, I'm I'm just I'm I'm laughing because two things. One, um, that guy who's like handy cut off and everything, or, or, or uh, no, the guy he um the guy he threw into the bar, Evan Jones. I mean, we've seen him in a bunch of stuff. I'm like, why does he look so familiar? Why does he look so familiar? The kid with the long hair. Yeah. The guy with the long hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was the guard in Titans that was trying to help out Dick. Oh Grayson. wow. Yeah, it's him. It just he was obviously many years older. So there's Remember, something he, else. There's something the else guard, that I want. The guard, the one who, Never the the, the the guy working at the prison, who was like, "Why don't you work for us? You're a detective. We help each other out here." And he's oh, like, he's done no. a lot more stuff. What were you oh, going to say? Been, yeah, he's been a lot what more stuff. Say, but we didn't even talk Nothing about Ray right Stevenson. Now. Rest in peace, Ray Stevenson, who yeah. was like gary oldman's right hand man in this entire movie and at one point he gets out and just like accepts his fate and death because he recognizes something in denzel's character eli you notice that right yeah in the whole situation about the mission where he just gets out on his knees and just stops fighting he had the sword run through his chest i understand that but he he pulls it out he's not going anywhere but it was still the way they did it was much more of an. Acceptance wait a minute! Wait a minute! Back up! What, are we talking about two different things here? 
two different characters. I'm back to Ray Stevenson. Yeah, Red but Ridge. Shuck just brought up, you know, the, the, the knife through his chest, and that didn't happen until way later. When he dies. No, 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 no. Le- before that, when he There's a couple times where he stops. He yes, stops, he stops shooting. He stops shooting yes. and just lowers his gun. Like, he yeah, cannot twice bring he himself stops. To, right, to fire another said, shot but, at Eli. True, but you said that he accepts his own death. Yeah, later yeah, on at the, at the end. At the end. Right, but I'm saying like, there's, there's a couple times where he just, like, pulls back. But, it, like, he never talks about it. He never shows anything. But just every now and again, he just, like, takes a step back and he's like, you can see that he's he's got a conflict in him. Okay, so oh, yeah, and, and maybe this maybe this is gonna come down to like a difference of opinion or world philosophy between the three of us because I am certainly <laughs> not like either one of you. You're not like me. It's it's which is fine. I have kind of a problem with that. When are you saying you're not a Christian and we are, <laughs> exactly. Yes, that's exactly okay. what I'm saying. Yes. I'm being okay. nice about you're it. You're black Just... and we're not. I get Very it. Good. We get it. Very good. Black don't crack. Black and don't put crack. on lotion. <laughs> Both of you need to put on lotion. I can see it through I the camera right now. I just bought some today. I got lotion in the car. Good. I picked it up. Good. I use it every help. morning. <laughs> I don't believe Anyways, anyways. So the problem that I have with that is the movie is supposed to be about the book holding mm-hmm. some type of power or some type of influence over everybody else because it Well, that's, that's Gary Oldman's point. Hang on. Point. Hey, yes. No, that's, that's the point of both of them. Of both that's Eli. Denzel. That's Denzel. Both, that both of them, right? The whole yeah. point about this movie is that the book is special. The book has power. The book has purpose. The book can influence. The book can blah, blah, blah. Like, that's the point. I, I think it was a mistake for him to lower his weapon because now you're turning faith into an external thing. Like, you're making this an external force in a movie that should be about the book. Mm. But I think that's the whole point. That Well, I'll just say this. This the guy has never read. Faith. This guy has never read the Bible. This guy probably doesn't even know that a Bible exists. Uh, I think this guy. Okay, yeah. But I think that his thing. I think that his thing is. I think he stops because I think there. I think he's afraid. What happens if I do this? Yeah. Because of how it Gary Oldman's character, how Gary Oldman has built up. If we have this book, we have the power. People will right. come running to us. Blah 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 blah. We will yes. hold the power. Mm-hmm. Yes. All this stuff. And he's like. If it's that powerful, for the person who's holding it now, what will happen if I take his life? I, I would I would be asking myself that question all the time. I'm not opposed to that, but I don't think that's what's going on. I, I think I think the movie tries to take take faith and and turn it into a thing that 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 that, that this crony, that this gun wheeling crony just all of a sudden out of nowhere feels. All right. It's not like you. It's not like this. This guy does not strike me as the kind of person that has read the Bible or knows anything about Scripture or anything to no. influence him in any way. He is he is blind to all that, or or so this movie is telling me. And now all of a sudden, because what you got into a gunfight with somebody and lost, you, you're just gonna lower your weapon and 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 feel it. Him accepting his death, I can understand. Him like accepting his fate and his death, whatever. I get that. Anybody can do that. But when you're when you're in a situation in this gunfight and you just lower your weapon, it puts a different tone on a movie. And I don't know if it should have been there when the movie should have been about the book. If you gave him a a lesson, if you gave him a lesson about the book, 
I understand that scene. It would be it would be completely different. If he Other was taught that, something that the Bible he was, was sharing. Yes. If he was taught something from scripture, absolutely I could see there being some type of superstition. Right. Right? I understand that. None of that. This guy doesn't even know the, the the meaning of it. This guy is like you're just sending them out there looking for one stupid book, blah, blah, blah. He has no idea what the, right. the, the, the power and the influence the Bible can have over people. None. And now all of a sudden, I should lower my gun and not even try anymore. Something is happening here. No, it's no. I'm sorry. I, I or can't get because on board he was so like far or because he was so. My other thought is because he was so far. I mean, at the house when it happens and they like blow up the house, they bring yeah. out the mini gun and they just like the Gatling gun and they just yeah. rampage the house. Yep. And both of them come walking out. I think he was like, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. We just lit that house up and there's not a scratch on him. Yeah. There must be something here. And he's like, I can't contend with this. So he it's drops his fine. Gun. It's fine. If you want to do that with Eli, it's fu- because this guy was taught this from a young age. This guy was guided to that book. This guy was told to walk west. If you want to say that he has some type of spiritual protection, like this is this is divine intervention that's keeping you alive right now. If you want to say that about Eli, I'm on board with that because the story built the character that way. This right. crony, this guy, not so much. It was no, out I don't of think, nowhere. I don't think he has it. I think he just said, oh my gosh. It's like... When we when we watch Violent Night and they're like, he really is the real Santa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that's what it was happening here. It's like, oh, my gosh, what he's saying is true. So if I continue this, it's just going to be pointless because what's the point? He's protected. Why even try? I guess. You know, I don't think it was, oh, I have faith now because I think it's like, oh, one of two things. Either A, he's super afraid because he just watched this guy with a handgun that had way too many bullets in it yeah. take out an entire town. Um, and then two, we just lit up this house with a rocket launcher, <laughs> with a Gatling gun, with everything we have. And he came out without a scratch on him. There's got to be something about this guy that is like freaking me out. I will not be the one to take him down. I understand that. But and then when he, but then when Gary, Gary Oldman, Oldman takes the book, and he wasn't he wrong the- either. He wasn't wrong in what he said. He's just a man. You put a bullet in him, he'll go down like anybody else, and that's exactly what happened. Right, but how much different would it have been if Gary Oldman shot him first in the same spot and then asked where the Bible was? He gets the Bible first. He gets the Bible and, first, I know. And yeah. Denzel didn't even go and get the Bible, so he told him where to go. He could have shot him. And then done that, but he didn't. He got the Bible first, put it in his hands, and then shot him. Which no, you're means right. That's to important. Me that even the, the I'm not saying the book doesn't have meaning. I'm not saying that the book doesn't have purpose. It clearly does. The, the no, book no, no, I get super- that. I'm saying that there is a superstition in Gary Oldman's part and the other guy's part that is real. Yeah, but the that, other guy. Oh my gosh, it, it, because it's, he it's, has. It's, it's Ray Stevenson's part that I don't understand. There should be no yeah. reason for him to be superstitious here. None. Except for the fact that Gary Oldman has been pumping it into his head for who knows right. how not, long, how powerful. Really. So he's starting to question I mean, it. Really? Because we've, we've yeah. only seen the last few days. But he's been looking for this book for how long? 
probably having this conversation over and over and over again, mm -hmm. and they're just uh, having it now for movie sake. Yeah. So there's a soup, and because he's the only one who's in there, he's the one who is like also superstitious. There's something real about this book. I guess. Yep. See, for I me, guess. I actually, I, my thought process was, I'm like, wow, I'm like surprised Will, because my personal belief is they took the belief system out the, about the Bible and they made it the science fiction, post-apocalyptic um, story with this movie. Mm -hmm. My opinion, the power that the book has, there is a real power to it. Not in the sense of what they showed in this movie. Because, <laughs> no. I mean, he, he he's untouchable until yes. he gives the book up. Well, yeah. so is Daniel in Lion's Den. He goes down and, and then, like, it shut the mouths of lions, which is very much like how that and was, I understand but that. But he didn't, he wasn't carrying the Bible. No, but saying. he was, but he was. People take and carry around Bibles and they can get in a car accident and die. Well, that's they can the have whole a Bible thing. and they're get treating, shot. They're, 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 they're taking. They're treating the Bible as a force field. Right. They're, no, right. they're, well, they're doing that, but they're also treating the Bible as if it's like. And I know what I'm about to say is going to be blasphemous to some people. I don't care. They're treating the Bible like 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 Muslims treat the Quran. They don't let it hit the floor. They wrap it up in towels. They take very precious care of it. It's this sacred thing that like the, like, a, like the it, American flag. Well, I think in this very case, much he so. Took, yes, very much. I think so, in yes. this case, he took care of it that way solely because it was the last one, mm -hmm. except for the one in his head. So it wasn't the last one. Well, I'm saying that was the last physical one. The amount of paper that was used to handwrite that, though, at the Holy end was yeah. astonishing. Yeah. Get some paper. And you're I'm like, oh, you mean, like, all the paper. He's like, all the a paper. lot of it. All the paper. Go chop down <laughs> that tree. We need all the paper. Get me all we the bacon all you the have. Paper. I'm sorry. I don't think you heard me. I said all the bacon. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. And I did, they did a good job where he's like, okay, I want you to start here. The first book of Moses. Yeah. Could you Genesis imagine, chapter one. Could you imagine if he talked in that cadence the entire way through the Bible? They'd be sitting there for a year writing everything Half dead. <laughs> Half dead. Well, he was, he was speaking that slow, so he had enough time to write it. Sure. Half dead. Yeah. Y yeah. You're, Come on. Now at the end. Come at on. At the end when they show when they sh at the end when they he show that he got changed, they show him change his clothes into that white mm. he's laying and get a next really to the good, guy and writing. get a really good shave. Yeah. Right. Was I'm very, sorry. very for very what? Was he dead? Was he yes, dead very, or was why? he still talking? He was still talking. But why? Okay, you're shot, you're bleeding out, you're probably going to die soon. Why shave? What's the point? Well, they were a long time into them him writing. I mean, yeah. that was that was a couple. My thing is, did he they take died. the time to like? To... <laughs> he he well, died. You... That's my point. You're bleeding out. You're reciting the speed, Bible. Why that would at take that speed? Like, what a couple weeks at that speed? Right. I, I, you would think in that they would like. The beginning. They were, he was in a the place beginning. where they could have taken care of. <laughs> Everything. God created. They could have. They could have tended to his wounds. Is what I'm trying to say. And the earth. He got shot in the side. Mm. It, it was wasn't. Blood. They took care of it. It Jeez. wasn't fatal. He still died. You're skipping over the fact that he still died. No, I'm saying that he didn't have to. But what that do you mean man. he didn't have to? 
dead. They could have. <laughs> what I say is they could have tended to his wounds before he started. T- yeah, quoting scripture, which that I thought didn't happen. Did. No, he uh, he ga- he sat down. The he moment he down. got there, he's like, "Get some paper." Yeah, maybe they Dave grolled it. Where like while he was doing it, they were taking care of him. Ow. <laughs> John 1-1. One, one. Ow! <laughs> Dude, Dave Grohl got his foot casted while he was still playing his show after falling off the stage and breaking his leg. Like, I'm and just saying. Jackie Chan has done movies with broken legs and yes. broken limbs. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And now they're doing a new Karate Kid with Ralph Macchio and Jackie Chan. I'm going to watch it. Are they really? Dude, yeah. yeah they're both They're teaming up. I'm, I'm kind of excited to see where they go with it. Karate Kid 7. The I return thought, of I Cobra thought, Kai. I thought, wait a minute. I thought Jackie Chan retired. They're going to bring Hillary Swank back? No, he didn't retire. Jackie Chan? No. I thought he retired. I, I think he retired from what he was doing okay. before. Like, his, his big stuff like that, but yeah, from, he's, from movies like in doing general? Like, like, being like the, the mag, like the, not the magi, the, um, the sage type character. Okay. Yeah, Mr. His, Miyagi. Okay, okay, his, okay, okay, his, okay, okay. His his daddy once caught a bullet with his bare hand. I'm sorry. The, the the new Karate Kid film was actually pretty decent. I didn't watch it. I I still just couldn't bring myself to watch it. Cause it's, I'm like, eh, it's, it's a it's a really good film. You know, with Little Smith, Little Smitty. Yeah. Mm. The end is the end is equally as unrealistic as the first <laughs> Karate Kid, but. Um, <laughs> what a kick to the face and didn't disqualify him. No, there was just he learned like. <laughs> It's like he learns like expert kung fu in like three months. Yeah, of course yeah. he does. Um, so but okay, go ahead. N- now, now I want to let's get. So my 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 two big issues with Mila Kunis. <laughs> he locks her in the cave with the water. How'd she get out? How'd, How'd she, she get, get out? out? Yep, no I idea. Asked that, I asked that no clue. Too. Not a single clue. Unless there was a back entrance that we don't know about. No, we don't know. We have no idea. Issue two. Well, there's the well. <laughs> well, that they're, getting, yeah. they're extracting the water from. She could have. There could have been a way to climb up that. Oh, oh, so that justifies. No, 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 <laughs> no. I'm not Shut, saying stop. that. Stop. <laughs> what? She was so good that she could escape that fate. That she got, that it justifies the ending where she throws on her sunglasses with all of his gear and makes the trek back to the east. What are you talking about? I'm saying that I'm saying that there's a possible way for her to get out of that cave. That's all I'm saying. She's known nothing but working in a bar, like, her whole life. Pretty much. Yeah. So? She wasn't smart enough to wise up to the woman telling her to leave. Hmm. She comes across the okay. woman with the with the tip of the carriage, that. and the woman's but like, to know "Leave, that get out of here, honey!" Second... Takes off her glasses. Leave, get out of here, honey. I need a minute. Too late. She's too dumb to pick up on this, but she's smart enough that there's two exits well. and two entrances. We where she's the well that she goes and gets the water from. She climbed the rocks. There's a rope that could be going up and down. Did we see that rope? Not at all. Yes, because they're lowering the bucket, and there is a way to get down there, and they're pulling it back up, and they're filling up. They're using the thing to fill up 
I didn't see them lower anything. So I they, thought, they, I saw they, her they, go down to an actual like river. It seemed and fill no, it up directly. Yeah, he did. They went down there. That's where the water came from. But she is when she goes and when, when lit earlier when he buys the water that's and the part, a pump from that that's connects else. to that connects to where it's going to. Yeah. So there's gonna but be there's a way no to, rope. What, there's no rope with a bucket. This is inside the lamps. Yeah, there was a, there was a pipe. What I'm saying is there's a way. Yeah. There's there was a some place no where that water is going to to no get to that pump on anyone's skin. So <laughs> I'm just don't I don't know. I don't know how'd she get out. How'd she get out? That's my that's that that's one of my issues. And my other issue is obviously with the you. way that this movie ends with her just going off. You've learned yeah. nothing. She's not Alice. No, no, <laughs> not at all. Not and even she a little. Totally bit. ended it like she was Alice. like she was Alice. Absolutely, hundred percent. Yep. Yep. Nope. I think she would have been a better role for this part. You have, you have done nothing mm. in this movie but cry, cry, and but exist. Almost get raped. <laughs> you could breathe. You breathe. You could, yeah, and, and you, you had a, and you had a lot of questions about the book and the iPod. Like that, that, that's it. That's and she all you know the did. Word cross. Nope. And then she. Just Most everything about it. Her hair's tied up. She got the backpack. She's dressed in full gear. She's playing around with that her. machete. And w- I never used it. I never saw her in this movie use that machete. She probably doesn't know how. And you just, yep. you're going to go off on your own. You see everybody else. And I remember the first thing I thought when we saw her pop up. Like I saw her in the credits. Or not the credits, but like, you know, in the cast listing when I put the movie on. I'm like, huh, I wonder how she's going to be introduced. She comes in with, like, maybe a speck of dirt on her. Everybody else looks like they've been rolling around in mud for the past 20 years. She comes in, and, and she's got, like, eyeliner on. It's because she's go, kept clean by him. Her mother got shampoo for the first time in, like, her life. <laughs> and she's got eyeliner? Yeah. Not realistic. <laughs> yeah, but she has always been... His toy. And the mother? Also his toy. Yeah. So he's keeping them clean. And he found eyeliner. I'm just saying, when we first saw her, it was I was like, let's see how she looks. I'm like, I bet she looks like Well, you've got to ask nope. the same question about she Denzel, is, is why is his hair always short? She is the only person in this town that looks like she's had a shower in about a year. Yes. Right, her and her mother. Mm-hmm. Because he takes care of her, okay. of them. Okay. That's the only reason why. But okay. But the. But why is Denzel? Why is Denzel, who is blind, mind you, <laughs> traveling the desert, traveling the wilderness for thirty years, has short hair? <sighs> it's the same question. Well, because every couple months he shaves it with a knife, with that Re- machete. Really? Yeah. Really? I buy it. Yeah. I buy it. Remember remember Vin Diesel in Pitch Black shaving his head? The razor? Vin Diesel wasn't blind. Uh, no, he had shiny eyes. <laughs> he had his eyes shined. <laughs> it's a great movie. He could have. <laughs> you know what? He could have. He could have shaved his head with that machete. Yeah, absolutely. That would be tough. <laughs> That'd be That's rough. A... That'd be That's really a big rough. blade to <laughs> shave your head with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I remember what happened much. to Saw Guerrero when he stopped shaving his head and it was all like crazy and 
We'll call it. Oh boy. I will say I love that they they brought Forrest Whitaker into the game. So cool. That's all I'm gonna say. Sorry, I, I've been I've been playing Fallen Order and I just I really love it. Things are consistent. It makes me happy. Okay. But I I think the storyline in that game is way better than anything Disney is doing right now. But the funny thing is Disney owned the rights when they put this game out. It's still and you, way, and you can tell they did because of certain things in it. Yeah, but it's still way. It's still so much better. better. I know it's so, it really is a great story. Um, no, overall, I'm I'm with you, Will. I think that this was a decent film. Um, I don't get Mila's character. No, nope. I'm on the same page as you guys. No, like there are some pretty big holes in this movie, which is excuse me, the only thing that makes you go. It mm. brings it from a t- from like an eight or a nine to like a six or a seven for me. Yeah, it's not yeah. horrible. I would watch it a few more years from now that I've now that I'm reintroduced to it again. Strong, strong, strong seven, light eight for me. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm in just that, below. I'm in that area. I'm in that area, yeah. and mostly because of Mila Kunis. Yeah, I'm I'm strong high six, low seven. Yes, yeah. Because of the 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 backstory isn't there for anybody. No. Um, See, I don't mind that there's no backstory. I don't I I don't always need a backstory. I think you it's the general it backstory. No, I, no, no, I, not I for get... each not for each character, but no. just understanding like why the world is the way the world is. We got that in the creator, which is like oh. The robots launch nukes. We got that got in it. Divergent. We get that in um, Terminator. Terminator. We get that in The Left Behind. Left Behind. We get well, that in Last of Us. Yeah. yeah. We get that in. I, um, I knew what you meant. What's the uh, <laughs> What's the one where they uh, Hunger Games? We get that yeah. in Hunger Games. We get that in the Maze. Uh, the Maze, Maze Runner. Runner. We get it in everything sure. except for this film. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, this is. I mean. Yeah. If they added five minutes, they're in the cave. She's asked what the book is about, where it's all from. He tells him his story. He was around when it happened, he says. He was there when it happened. When what happened 30 when years ago? When what happened? Exactly. I think <laughs> that's all. That's all. I don't, I don't know. know. And they could have used know. this point I... to go like to, 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 to cut scene as he's telling the story, go back to. What happened, and then come back to the, come back to Didn't the cave again. He, isn't there, isn't there like, and when I say a loose explanation, I, I, I mentioned this before, a really loose explanation. Something happened, something crashed into Earth, it drove everybody underground, and a year later everybody came out and the world was in shambles. Like They said mm. that, they said it was the Flash. Yeah. Barry the Allen. Flash happened, but we don't know what the Flash actually was. Barry Allen. And that's why I was like, was it a meteor? That's was what I it, was thinking. But is it just the one meteor that we see the big crater? Was it a nuclear was it nu- was it a nuclear war that the flash everyone sees a great flash and then it was a nuclear war? That was it seemed like, yeah. That's well, what it, I caught. If it was if it was a nuclear war, there'd be like you know, fallout and contamination areas and everything. Well else you would think that there'd be fallout poisoning. from a you would think there'd be fallout from similar like that with a meteor hitting the right. Ru- like burning through the atmosphere and true desecrating the earth. True. Nothing that bad that's going to be fallout no matter what, but what was it? True. I mean, to a degree, it's like, okay, did they do it because they want people to have an imagination and think about, okay, what could it have been? That's kind of what I was, that's kind of where I was oh. going. 
okay, but I way too I, loose. I, I, it is loose. I I didn't say that it was strong. It is very loose. I just so I don't know. I I'm fine with it. I'm fine with there not being like a full on explanation for what happened and why the world is the way that it the way that it is. Like especially in a movie like I'm surprised I'm the one saying this to you two. Especially in a movie like this where you have to, like, heavily rely on a lot of faith. Like, you can't just be a little bit more imaginative, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, I I hear what you're saying. And relying on the faith part could still happen with us knowing what happened. Can it? Yeah, it can. Can, Are you sure about that? It's not... Because the movie is not requiring us to rely on faith. It's requiring him to rely on. It kind of is. To have faith that we know what happened. No. We know something bad happened. No, to have faith that you know that the the path that he's on is righteous. To have um, faith in knowing that he's a good person, that he's going to do the right thing, that the Bible has some type of power over people, blah, blah, blah. Like, all of this stuff. Like, you have to, like, who you are as a person, you're bringing that with you to the table when you watch a movie like this. So you have to have a certain level of faith in order to get invested into the story. Not, I got to be really careful here with my words. Your, your, Your faith and your belief is very different from, like, factual events, right? But your faith allows you the privilege of kind of ignoring that a little bit. So I'm just surprised that I'm the one who feels that way about this movie. That's what I mean. Again? Yeah. (laughs) It's like four times in this one podcast. Hey, whatever. When you gotta go, you gotta... I guess so. I guess so. Just clench. <laughs> no, I hear what you say about the whole faith thing. And his character having faith is one thing. Just knowing what made it a post-apocalyptic Oof. world is all I want to know. That's it. Okay. That is a factual thing that happened in the past. And when you okay. look at even faith in Christianity. That's kind of where I was not, going with. That's kind of, that's kind of not, what I'm... We may not have physical evidence of like for us today to see what happened two thousand years ago, right? But we have been told throughout history, through the Bible, through testimony, through a lot of different things, what happened. And our faith is we've been told these things. We believe it because right. there is there is evidential proof that people have found that proves these things true. We have a faith, even though we weren't there, our faith allows us to believe it. But there is a story that was told to us. In this case, it wasn't like, oh, you're a Christian. Why? Well, because something happened. Well, what was it? I don't know. <laughs> so you have faith. No, that, <laughs> right. that's what this story is telling us to do. What happened? We don't know, but have faith. In what? Right, right. In what? Right. Uh... Have, faith, have faith in what? <laughs> Faith, it, by definition, in the Bible is the evidence of things hoped for and the substance of things not seen. Mm. The substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So right. when you're looking at that, it's it's not seen. We've been we, we may not see it fully. We may not have experienced it to the fullest because we weren't there two thousand years ago, four thousand years ago, five that when the when scripture was being oh, written. Oh, you weren't. No. Oh, okay. But 
because of the story and because there are things throughout history that have shown it, we can sit there and go, okay, I have faith that this is true. Mm. But if it was like, do you believe in Jesus? Well, who is this man? I don't know. Well, what happened? I don't know. That movie's the well, movie's not doing that. The movie's not outright saying I don't know. No, they're saying something happened. They're just not telling you. That would be like me saying, "Okay, well, you know what? I, I'm a I'm a Christian. I think it would be right. awesome if you became a Christian too." And you were like, "Well, what happened?" And I went, "Well, have faith, figure it out." <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> That's a very valid way to explain this movie. That is. That is. <laughs> That's what this movie is doing. I, I want And that's your defense to this movie. But I'm saying now no, if I that's said not to my you, it's not my defense. It's not my defense. It's my it's my it's my the way that my brain works. So oh my god, I, I'm trying to find the right words because I feel like I'm not explaining myself properly because I'm trying to be respectful. Um I respect everybody's individual beliefs. Say it. Okay, just fine. Say it. Christianity does the same thing. Okay? There are loops, there are gaps. There are gaps in time. There are gaps in history. There are events that may or may not have happened. And you have to have faith. And you make the choice on whether or not you want to believe certain things happened. This True. movie is doing the exact same thing. This movie no. is outright. Yes, it is. It is outright telling you that a flash happened. You see a crater. You heard stories about people who were going underground and hiding away for a year or more or whatever. And you're sitting there saying, oh, but they didn't explain anything. It does. It just doesn't explain it the way that you like it. So I have no, no, a really no. hard, I haven't, my, my problem isn't that you feel the way that you do. My problem is that I'm surprised I'm the one who sees that as opposed to either one of you. That's because the I'm thing. Seeing, because here's the difference is when you look at even, we'll take the life of, of the life of Christ when he was here, this was the this death. Was, this was this is secretly the conversation I hope we were gonna have. <laughs> I figured this. I watched this movie and I was like, I'm surprised he actually recommended this film because I haven't watched the life of Brian yet. Because he wants to be a woman and he can't. That wasn't him. That was Loretta. But he wants to be a woman. That wasn't him. But you can't. We're not. We're Where's not. We're not. Gestate? Hang on. Hang box. on. Hang on. We're not having the transgender debate right now. We're doing the religious thing right now. Let's get back on track, all right? I want to have babies. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. Is if you uh if you look at the the life of Christ, even people who are not Christians historically will look back, even Muslims will look back with, with their Quran, like that, they look back and they'll say Jesus was a real person. The majority of historians, everything like that, they'll say that he is a real person. Where they have a hard time connecting it is the fact that he, they that Scripture says that he died, and then three, which is where we have Good Sunday, yeah, yeah, Easter, yeah, I mean yeah, Good yeah, Friday, yeah, Easter. Friday. Yeah. He died, <laughs> yep. and three days later he rose again. Sure, and all of that, and that story is where the historians. Even historians today, they say, you know, the history of man dates back anywhere from six to 10,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. Okay. The creation of the world yeah, okay. through scripture <laughs> dates back six to 10,000 years ago. Okay. Everything lines up with it. 
But what's, what it does, though, is <laughs> what this movie does is they sit there and they go, okay, there, there, there was this thing. People were mm-hmm. underground for a while. Mm-hmm. And what you're saying is we should have faith <laughs> that something happened. Okay, I do have faith that something happened. I just want to know what most skeptics about Christianity are like, well, what happened? And then when people tell them what happened, they go, well, I don't believe it. Okay. That's on them. Fine. But if I was like this happened, they go, well, what happened? I just don't give a good explanation to it. That's kind of on me. Even the Bible says that when you are to testify of what you believe that you need to do it with a good defense, as in, you know what you're talking about. Cause if you don't, you're not going to you're not a good witness. You're not going to be a good witness. You're not going to you're not going to give a good testimony. Right. The scripture this this movie is like something happened. The Flash. What is that? I don't know. No one told me. I don't understand. Now, they could they that's could That's like that's blind faith. They could give me what you're talking about with Christianity is they could say, "Okay, um the Terminator happened." John came back to 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 save Sarah. Reese, All of Kyle the, Reese. Kyle Reese. How he came back to save Sarah, and the war happened. And they show us, and then and then Genesis happens, and they show us the war. And we go, well, I, I don't believe that's exactly what happened. That's what a lot of people will do with Christianity. But this movie is not doing that. This movie do you is think, saying. Do you think? Okay, so let me. I'm going to change the question right now. Do you think sure. that Eli? Do you think that Eli was a prophet? The way that this movie mm. is portraying the character of Eli, do you believe him to be a prophet? No. Really? Why? I, I think he he well because he he was he was protected. I, I, he was on a mission from God. How is this not a prophet? That doesn't make somebody a prophet. Because a lot of people in the Bible were protected and on a mission for God, but But not a prophet. Exactly. This is, this is, come on, you're splitting hairs. No. No. There's a difference between a prophet and, and really anybody. Like King David was not a prophet. Not at all. Samson was not a prophet. No. This would be more like Samson. Samson was protected by God. Yes. Oh, Really good. Okay, hang on, he hang on, pre- hang on, and and I and I might be rusty, but Samson nor King David heard the voice of God. Right, King David did. The, uh, really? Well, yeah. The, the, yeah, I, yeah. I don't remember it that way. If it happened, it happened, and I'm not going to disagree with you. Eli heard the voice of God. The voice of God told but, Eli to go do something, set him on a mission, and he went to go right. do it. But he was today protected. Everything but as we saw, no, the we're voice not talking of God about. Would just we're blow not talking about. Up. Remember. We're not, we're not, we're not, we're not, I don't want to get bogged down in those weeds, okay? That is the, that is the, 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 the basis definition of prophet. No. Prophet, It even furthers, it even furthers my confusion that the Christians don't want to see it like that. It blows my mind no. that well, I'm well, seeing I, it I, that The way. reality is God, God wants <clears> to use all of us for our own purposes doesn't mean that we're all prophets god has a mission and a goal for each and every one of us i'm not a prophet i, I know i'm not a prophet very, very I mean, good I, maybe, very, maybe, very, maybe very, i'm i might be i'm just i haven't come to some kind of receiving or hearing whatever, hearing the voice of god and being sent mm. on the mission is the same as every other prophet or every or i'll, I'll just use another well, term every zealot that you could possibly think of through human history so How yes, is this any every different? prophet. 
so because every prophet does hear the word of God, the voice of God, and send on a mission, but so is every Christian since Christ on. Right. So what is the definition of a prophet is the question. Anyone? A prophet is somebody, like even in the Old Testament, is a prophet was somebody who edifies, builds up, and will give testimony of what is to come. And a proclaimer of the will of God. Hang on, and um, Eli didn't do this. No, he, he just he just basically regurgitated what he read in the book. He he just yeah he knew this he knew the Bible yeah and he protected it yeah. So that's, like that's that's just like so like okay, this is more okay, like even, the story even, of Samson. Even even if even if uh, I'm gonna follow you down that road, uh, we take a look at um oh my God, I'm blanking on his name again. Stevenson. Even if we look at his character, he's mm -hmm. bestowing faith in somebody without saying a word. Potentially. Potentially? That's just, exactly what fear. happened. He it's lowered fear. his or weapon. He's afraid. He's he afraid. He's now afraid. he's afraid. Yeah. That's what I've been saying since the beginning. Yeah. It's, it's, I his, said he's his, a, from the beginning, fear. I think he's afraid. Like, okay, oh fine. my gosh, we just blew up this house and he has no scratch on him. No, I'm, I can't I'm, I'm, I'm even, I'm, I'm going back before that when they're, when they're in the town and he willingly like lowered his weapon in like awe. Willingly of lowered his he weapon. He saw everybody shoot at him and he got not a scratch. Everyone just, a bullet hit his backpack and he was fine. Yeah. The whole town open fired on him. Yes. He turns around with a handgun and... A machete and takes everybody out, and he's the last one there. And he's like, "I don't think so." I would think the same thing. Like this guy's like, "I'm not even gonna try to touch this guy because this entire town he took him out single handedly." Mm. So, so basically, the idea is a prophet is somebody who gets direct word from God and then. Shares it, whereas all Eli is doing here is taking the word of God written already. He said he was... heard the voice guide him to the book, and then yeah, that voice but... told him to go west. And yeah, he did that, that. Voice... and he okay. spread the word along his travel. But he wasn't going around saying, "God just told me this." Right, but if you look at the, if you look at the Old Test, if you look at the New Testament, Paul. Mm -hmm. Heard the word of heard the voice of God on the road to Damascus. Yes, was blinded. Was blinded for three days. Mm -hmm. Got the word of God. Was taught a new a new because the, the, he grew up as a Jew, so he knew the word. <laughs> then he was given a true vision of the word of God. Heard the voice of God and was told to go and spread the word of God. Mm. He was an apostle, not a prophet. Mm -hmm. Eli, in this case, would be more of the apostle. Yeah, definitely an apostle. More than a prophet. Prophet is just the most... It's one of the more um, utilized Christian terms that people will look at in that sense because half of the Bible were, was written by prophets. And then Paul was the other half. He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. Do you know that atheism is a non-profit organization? Yes. Aha! Good joke, Lee. Uh, all right, well. His dad joke finally, like, fit into our conversation. I've been I know, right? so long. <laughs> it was perfect. It uh, was well, absolutely I mean, they, perfect. As long as everybody thinks it's funny. Well, usually here. he's, like, he'll, he'll, like, ask a question that, like, kind of pertains <laughs> to the conversation. Well, I knew this teacher once. <laughs> just so he could have the, the joke of, you know, her pupils. <laughs> 
Can I get the light? If you feel like it. I. No if one... you feel so inclined. I do. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Mmm. Mmm. Yeah, go ahead and smoke that cigarette. It's been two years since I've even, like, smelled one. Congratulations. I'm proud of you. <sighs> Good for you. Keep it up, man. <laughs> oh, and you can't Keep... have menthol anymore because thanks to Massachusetts, he's like, sorry, you can't have... have oh, no, asbestos. that's going nationwide. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, just, just dip it in mouthwash and you're good to go. That's disgusting. <laughs> camel Crush. <laughs> All of it. Oh, Camel Crushes? Yeah, that's how you get the... With the little liquid ice really inside? Those were really good. Those were Listerine, really good. Listerine balls and you just crush them. Yeah. yeah. Those were it's really good. It's like the good. liquid ice, remember? Yeah. I used to smoke those all the time. Yeah. Dude, ca uh, Camel Turkish Gold. Turkish Gold. Like, when you say, get the Turk, get the Turk. Like, that was... Oh, that was the mission. Anyway. So, that's the thing, though, is I was, I was actually, like, I'm surprised Will, like, as, like anti-religious as you are <laughs> i'm like i'm surprised he recommended this movie because <laughs> i'm like there is we're gonna step onto some ground that we haven't stepped onto for for, for know, me ever. i'm like there's truth in this movie because I, I believe that there is power in the bible i believe mm -hmm. that of course i there, believe that there too. is i believe we that, just we we to, might we might disagree on what that power is to the level that they put in this movie <laughs> i they 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 added a science fiction level well, like I to said, this they, movie. They made him like I Neo. Don't, like... I don't know. I'm not talking about the protection that Eli had. I'm talking about like Gary Oldman's view of the Bible, the way that it can influence people, the way well, that it well, can. He, I yeah, agree his, with that his 100%. Idea, his idea and, and the way that they could you could dumb it down, like dumb it way down to this book has the words because this book has influenced so many in history. This book has the words that can influence so many. They'll hear me say these words and believe me because look what it did in the past. Yeah. Right. That's his mindset. That's yes. his focus the entire time. Number one selling book ever. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, Not but, and, and, and that's why he's like, this is what I'm going to do. So you've got somebody who's got evil intent to use the book to his advantage to twist it just like false prophets and anybody else who comes in and starts giving false teachings bar Jesus and everything else um just to take it for his own advantage well the crazy thing is you have a book that was compiled together over the course of 4000 years correct yeah mhm mm compiled together for 4 to 5000 years that has a lot more you know grip and you know and anything then than anything the, else they know because all they know is the flash and then when they add, and then when you add in the, nothing, when apparently. they found in the 1940s the dead sea scrolls and they were like when well, now we actually have physical evidence of these things being written back in the time well that's a whole other thing we talk about the dead sea scrolls and the people who said this is declared uh considered part of the bible Way before the Dead Sea Scrolls were found, now all these new books, new books, <laughs> newly discovered books, are not considered really part of the Bible because it was so many years after. But they're also finding stuff that was that is in the Bible that's in the Dead Sea Scrolls that, they're, that they're matches showing, up to it. Matches yes. up to it. Yeah, right. and that's and that's a, that's a whole other big theological debate. Like the Book of Enoch. Yep. You know they're buying. Well, all that's this. what we talked about a few weeks ago. The Book of Enoch. I mean, it's three books. The first one sounding a lot more realistic, realistic because right. it matched up with everything written in those days, where everything else sounds more fantastical and more like a, like a Harry Potter book. So, so this is this is a true story. You know who C.S. Lewis is? I've heard the name. He wrote the books of uh, the Chronicles of Narnia. And, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. A bunch of the stuff. Space time. So yeah. he was an atheist. Yes. 
huge, huge atheist, and okay. he became became a Christian, not because of faith. <laughs> he Why? became a Christian. He became a Christian in his words. I'm not. I'm gonna butch. I'm gonna butcher the what he said. But oh. he became a Christian because he actually read through the Bible. He was a cynic, mm-hmm. and he goes, I. He bases everything on fact and truth. So he so he was dared to read through the Bible. So he read through the Bible front to back. And at the very mm-hmm. end, he says, I have to believe this. This is truth. This is fact. There's no other there. There's there's no way to not believe this. And he went from an atheist who was a cynic to one of the most renowned authors in the Christian faith that people to this day still use him and they quote him all the time because he went from like, I don't believe at all. There is no God to, and so I heard someone say that too, is I don't believe in anything. So what created everything? Nothing. Nothing. (laughs) Well, how can nothing create everything? The same way that God can be created. God was not created. See, and it that's the problem. Was. And that's and there we that's go. We the get problem. Back to that's why there's the no egg. no, that's why there's no point to anybody having any kind of religious discussion. Because Christians will look at atheists and say that you're crazy if you believe something can come from nothing, and atheists can do the <laughs> same thing to Christians. So you're at a standstill right there. That's that's you you you're, you so, are. You're so at, I you're was at a in so so I was in my And as far as and as far as the story I'm sorry, as far as the story that you just told me about a guy sat down and read the Bible and all of a sudden became a Christian, I'm sorry, I do not believe that. Something else happened in his life. I, I do not believe that Lewis. sitting down I'm I do not believe in somebody sitting down and reading a book and walk away thinking that it's the ultimate truth, ultimate fact. I, that, 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 that kind Lewis. of thing I, I I will. There's something missing. Nope, there that's his story. To, there, that's his story. There's something missing there. Okay, nope, I, I could sit down. I could sit down tomorrow and read Mein Kampf. It doesn't mean that I'm going to become a Nazi overnight. No, it, it, things like that don't just happen. If things no. like, um, they they do not just happen, and especially when you're talking about like written word. Um, what's his name? He went. He. Oh went my in God! There, what's his cynical name? Cynical as all could be. What's it, it, but it's not the first time that things like this have happened. And we have things in re- recent memory that you can point to that are a lot more prudent than that. Um, oh, my God. What's his name? Um, L. Ron Hubbard. L. Ron Hubbard mm. wrote Dianetics to try to self-diagnose his own mental, mental illness. It basically mm. turned into the Book of Scientology. And look at how mm. many people out there believe that now. Okay? You can, you, you can have references well, that date back. didn't write the Bible. That's not the point that I'm trying to make. You know I, that's I not it. my point. I know. There you go. So, anyways, that being said, Chuck, go, you were going to say something else. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got you off. I forget. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, um, no. He that, that's his. Those are his words, though. Is he was a complete cynic, and he was reluctant. He was reluctant. He was reluctant, reluctant. Yeah, to even believe it. But he's like, he was like. He believed in science. He he's like, he believed in fact. He's like, I have to believe this. There's no other way. To, there's nothing else I can do except for believe this. And he's there like, has to, I'm there, an, what I'm saying is there has to be a reason why. Because he believed that it was because he read it. And he's like, this is true. 
Look up, look up so how, if, if you, how C.S. Lewis. I so if, you, if you look it up, if you look it up on Google, it basically says he looked around, read centuries of human reflection, and concluded that there must be more than meets the eye. Lewis believed that this argument from desire constitutes a strong and virtually universal sign of God's existence, and it showed up through his work. Um, there's multiple things you can go further on to it, but I, I, I look back to to so many different things. Where you recognize, I, I I think about a perfect example for me. You go. That into sounds like that sounds like somebody who recognizes intelligent design, which I'm not against. Yes, right, and that's C.S. Lewis. I'm not he's against like, that. There's no way that man created this, you know. So he's like, it's beyond man's understanding and beyond what man can just come up with. But I I look back to like my own revelation, or we'll say acceptance of something I didn't believe in. And I, I, I look at it now and say, I don't believe in this. I don't agree with it. But call me petty here for, for bringing it down to this term. I loved, I loved the original Nightmare on Elm Street series. And then back in whatever, 2008, call it, they made the new one with uh, Haley there, the guy who played Rorschach. Rorschach. Yeah. Um, and I went in there with a notebook to take notes so I could have a bad review on this movie. Three quarters of the way through the movie, I looked at my notes. I'm just like, I've got more like, hmm, that's a real good point that I wrote down in the notebook. It started off really like, I hate this. This is dumb. But something very simple that they never brought in. Why didn't nobody have an EpiPen? I'm about to fall asleep. EpiPen. Oh, wow. Like stupid little things like that where it's like, okay, I went into this super skeptical. And by the end, I was like, you know what? They raised some real valid points here I didn't think about. And that's how C.S. Lewis approached this, ready to slam it, ready to bash this and say, you know what, this sucks, I don't agree with this, I'm going to be completely against it. And by the end, he's like, you know what, this makes a lot more sense than the original. This makes a lot more sense than my original thought. Right. I know it's really petty, I know it's like not even comparing to theology and you know a belief in your entire world. But I, I've had a small revelation in the Nightmare on Elm Street series that's similar to this, where I was like, okay. And then I had my own, you know, theological mind opening. But it's like, if you look at it from a movie perspective and you go, wow, you know, like, I thought this was dumb. I thought it was stupid. Then you go into it and you go, you know what? This actually makes a lot more sense. I hate the movie still. But the point was, like, there were some real valid points that should have been in the original that were not. Right. You know? Well, this is all I can say, Will, is... Whether or not people believe what historians say, people believe what the Bible says, people believe any of that, all I can say is I don't base my belief simply off of an act of faith. I base my belief and my walk off of actual, true exper experience that's happened in my life. Yeah. Where, okay. like... Eli, in this movie, heard from God, you know, had an encounter with God. A lot of Christians today, including myself, have had an encounter where there was a revelation, there was an eye-opening experience, there was a physical, tangible change that happened. Um, and in that, all I can do is say, I had an experience that changed my life. And because of that experience, I, it, it, it steered me to the direction of Jesus, and it allowed me to grasp onto something greater than myself and believe that, okay, 
if he can get me through all of this, then he can get me through the rest of life. And my experience, and I've, I've had multiple experiences over the course of my, of my walk. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, it's like, for example, like if I said to you, like, you've never been to Disney world, but I said, Disney world is real. And you're like, no, it's just on movies. <laughs> and I go, but it's real. You're like, no, it's just on movies. I go, but I've been there. I've experienced it. I've understood that people still may not believe me that it's real, but I know that it's real because I've been there. I've experienced it. There you're, are things you're, in you're, my you're, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful here. You are comparing an afterlife to a place I can get on a plane and go to. Nope, I'm not comparing an afterlife. I'm comparing my well, walk you're, with you're, God. You're, 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 you're talking. Experience. You're talking about. You're talking about like the, the kingdom of heaven being like a real place, as opposed no, no, no. to Disney World. No, no he's I'm, talking about what he's experienced in his own life today. What I'm saying is I don't understand the comparison because I can get on a plane and go to Disneyland. I cannot get on a plane and go to your walk. I cannot get on a plane and go to the kingdom of heaven. I can't do either one of those things. No, but you can. But I can get on a plane and go to Disneyland. But you can. No, but you people can. You can. I can. Lee can. Anyone can have an experience with God anywhere they want. It doesn't have to be a travel. It could be in someone's living room. It could be at a church. It could be at a, at a restaurant. It can be anywhere. All I'm saying is my testimony of going to Disney World, whether somebody believes it or not, is still a real testimony. My testimony of what God has done in my life is a real testimony, whether or not someone believes me. Fine. And I hang, and I stand and I stand on that testimony because, hey, all Paul could do in the, in, the, in the New Testament was I was on the road to Damascus and there was this bright light and it says, and in that light it says, I am the Lord, the one that you've been persecuting. And he went blind for three days. Hmm. And then he became the number, the first number one apostle ever. Yeah. Because of an experience that nobody could take away from him. Oh no no no! I'm not trying to take away your experience at all. That's not. I know that was you're not, not. That was not the point I know you're of, not. Of, of of me starting this whole thing about. Uh, I know you're not. Okay, good. I, I would never <laughs> do that. I, I told you many times before. I'll never attack you personally. But we're still I, I'm friends, not try- right? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just using that, that was this, your question to this. me. People people who are unable to sit down and have conversations like this, I feel bad for them. I think it's so oh, yeah. unhealthy. I think it's incredibly unhealthy not to be able to talk about things like this. My whole point, my whole spiel about about the book of Eli in this sense is that I'm just having a hard time wrapping my mind around you put your faith you put your faith in something that's external here in like real world real life. Yep. There are holes. There are gaps. It is not a clean line. I don't care what anybody tries to tell me. It's not. And there are certain portions of history, certain portions of people's life that is absolutely missing that would greatly benefit from a lot of context. You have the same thing here in this movie, but you're having a really hard time just believing in, in, in what this man said that he lived through it. There was a flash. There was a giant crater. The sky was on fire. I, I think that was another thing. People went underground and hid and came back out a year later and blah, blah, blah. My, my, my point is, in my opinion, 
you're carrying a lot of who you are as a person to the table when you watch a movie like this. Yes. Where you have no other option but to either believe what this man's saying or not. It is a leap of faith, and it is blind faith. But you also have to have blind faith to follow any religious um, True. doctrine. Any. It doesn't matter True. which one it is. And I'm not that, saying that's my, that's my That's my whole thing right now, is and me. I, the right. non-believer was able to see that and pick up on it, and I'm reacting to it. But the Christians in the room are like, well, I don't know, Will. No, no, that's not, but that's not what I'm saying. I believe what he's saying. That there was a flash, that there right. was a crater, the sky right. was on fire, sure. and people underground. Sure. All I want. So that would be like. You want to see it? No. I just want to know <laughs> what caused it. Yeah. But it's, it's like it's like this. It's like this. When people ask Christians, how did the world start? I can give them an answer. The answer is God spoke it into existence. Okay. Now, now, and there's and there is and there is line by line on how that happened. And okay. I can give that now, based on my description of what happened, someone can choose to believe or not to believe because none of us were there. Faith is okay, this sounds crazy. It sounds way out there. Okay. But I'm choosing to believe this. If okay. I went, if I went, you know what? God created the heavens and the earth. And you're like, how? And I went, well, just believe it. <laughs> That's a different story. That is a, that is a crazily different story than line by line. First, he created light. Then he separated the light. Then he separated the, the land from the, the sea. Then he added fish and birds. Then he added animals. Then he created man. And then... On the seventh day, he rested. All of that stuff was laid out for us. See, in my versus... opinion, in my opinion, you're just making the circle a little bit bigger. Instead of just right, saying but... he created, he created the heaven and the earth, and so it was. You're adding in everything that's on earth and trying to justify it that way. That's but the I'm way not, that I... but but I'm not adding that. That is Genesis, the book, the first book of Moses, that's Genesis what I mean. one, that's, verse one. That's, that's what I mean when you're just making the circle a little bit bigger. You're still going around to the same. You're 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 circling around to the same conclusion. You're just adding the Bible is just adding more things in. What is the difference between that and a, a movie where you get told that you know the sky opened, fire rained, it was chaos, it would be like and there's this. a crater in be, the world? These, it would be I mean, like this. It would be like this. It'd be like watching Creator, okay, the Creator, and all of these AI robots are taking over the world. Right. Right? Okay. And then they're, they're fighting the people and all of a sudden, let's say, let's say they extinguish people, right? And now we're watching a movie with AI running the world and they are now 3,000 years down the road and it's just AI. There's no more human beings. It's just sentient beings all on their own created by man, right? Okay. Yep. And one AI 3,000 years later says a greater entity than us created us 4,000 years ago. Somebody had to create that AI to make it live. Something uh -huh. greater. Creation alone, science proves that if you leave something by itself, what does it do? 
Oh, here we go. <laughs> it deteriorates. It oh, okay, de- never it, mind. I, th- I thought we were going down a completely different no, road. It deter- it it it's it goes to it goes to its simplest form. It deteriorates. So w- when you look at like people who believe in evolution, people who believe in all that kind of stuff, nothing created all of this stuff versus an entity that is greater than us actually created us because we create the laptops that we're using didn't just appear. Somebody created it. Mm-hmm. The microphone that we're using, that you're using, somebody created it. And again, who you're circling created- back. You're circling back around to something that I said before: is something uh, is nothing can't come from something, and that problem is on both sides of the spectrum. So, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave you with this one last thought. And yeah. I said this in my philosophy class when I was back in college, back in 2010, actually. Oh, the same time this movie. Um, I was in philosophy class, and of course it was me against this entire class because I was the only Christian in the class. It was right after he watched this movie. It was right after I watched this movie. (laughs) And it was all about evolution versus creation and the history of man and religion and this basically this whole conversation. And the number one, you know, especially about the afterlife, the number one um, defense was I'm a good person. There isn't a greater entity, but if there is, I'm a good person. I'll make it into heaven. Mm. For those who potentially believe in an afterlife, there are those who we're just going to die, and then that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So I so I came up with this question. No one could really answer. I said, this is my theory. Let's say that you're right. You're a good person. I'm a good person. I go to heaven. You go to heaven. Let's say I'm right. I'm a good person, and I believe in Jesus. I go to heaven. You're a good person. You don't believe in Jesus. You take both scenarios. There's a 50-50 chance that one of them is accurate. No matter what, I have a 100% chance. This person has a 50% chance. Which odds do you want? Because either A, I'm a good person and I still make it, or B... I have to believe in Jesus and I still make it. If that that's if I'm right. If I'm if you're right, it just requires you being a good person. But if you're wrong and it does require Jesus, being a good person isn't good enough. Both scenarios, I survive. The other scenario, you don't. It's a 50-50 chance at that point versus a hundred percent chance when you look at it from my perspective. The question the, 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 the question the I, I know what you're trying to do with that. The question in itself is problematic because you're asking people to betray their senses. That's no. the issue that I'm going to... Yes, you are. Be a good person. All you, hang on. You're absolutely asking people to betray their senses and betray everything that they were taught from a young age and everything their, their entire lives. You're basically saying you, the atheist, you, the non-believer, have, has to accept that you're living a lie and that I'm the righteous one, and you should follow me. That's that's a big problem. That's that's part of the big problem that I have with a lot I'm not of say, organized. No, no I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm you're giving saying. yourself, you're giving yourself a hundred percent chance of survival, and telling somebody unless you completely renounce everything about your life, you're only going to be a fifty percent. That's a problem. That's that goes into um, that goes into uh, 
Gary Oldman's whole spiel about the power and influence of that book in this movie. You just did it. You just did it. I think that's a problem. I think that's a problem that a lot of religions have. You're giving yourself a 100% chance of survival or a 100% chance of being, you know, welcomed into the kingdom of heaven after Judgment Day and telling somebody else, you change everything about your life and the way that you think and what you think you believe well, and what I'm you think saying you know is right. I changed- you have to change all that or else you're only going to, you know, 50%. What do you want to do? I think that's a problem. I that, think it's a big you, issue that a lot of organized just, religion has. I if think you want to boil it, if you want to boil it down to just that's what it is, then it I'm can not be boiling a anything down. I'm I'm responding to your question. I know, but what I'm trying to say is this: is take everything away. If we are both good people, and it only requires being good, which is the number one. Aside from religion, it's the number one argument of I'm going to heaven is I'm a good person. Or the other people just don't believe in an afterlife, one of the two. But right. for people who are not people who do not take religion into account and who do not and believe in an afterlife, the number one condition is I have to be a good person. So, if that is the case, we both go to heaven. However, yeah. Religion, the religion is a big part to play in our world. So if that is true, if there if there really is this aspect of which I believe is true, that you have to 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 to, to honestly get into heaven, you have to be a believer, you have to follow Jesus, you have to believe in these things. Now, if I'm right, whether I'm a, I'm a good person and I believe, if I'm right, if I believe. I make it into heaven. If I'm wrong and it just requires being a good person, we both make it into heaven. No matter what, I've made it. Yeah, I know. I get the question. I get the question. I understand the question and I stand by what I said. Okay. I'm going to, we got to wrap this up pretty soon. Let, yeah. One last one for you and then we're going to hit the road on this podcast. Sure. <laughs> do you think or do you believe that? Faith is a necessity to be a good person. To be a good person? Yeah. No. Okay. Wow. I think I think wow. I think okay. I think understanding morals because people can be good people without having just understanding morality. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of people who are good people who don't have faith. Okay. I think it takes I think it takes faith to to um to not just be to not be a good person but to grow into a maturity level that goes beyond what we're capable of but just being a good person no there are people let me ask you this are you a person of faith no but you're a good person okay so no i i don't i I don't think you, it doesn't require faith to be a good person, um, but I believe that, that is it that re- I will I will give you this I will give you this that is unlike a lot of responses I've heard from a lot of Christians. 
Well, there there are there are a lot of Christians out there who who want to tie being a good person and having uh, good strong morals and all that. There are there are a certain subset of Christians out there who want to try to tie those things together and if make you them are, unison. And he, I, and here's and here's what it is: it doesn't take faith to be a good person, or the belief in God. Or the belief in God to be a good person. Or or the threat of hell. However, not all band-aids are bandages, but not all bandages are (laughs) band-aids. So (laughs) what I mean by that is it does not take a it does not take faith to be a good person. But it does take a good person to step out in faith. Because if somebody is claiming to have faith and they are murdering people and they are sleeping around and they are having an affairs and they're doing all of this stuff and they're and they're and they're breaking all the moral laws then they probably don't have faith so it takes a good person to have faith but it doesn't take faith to have a good person to make a good person you see what i'm saying yeah i know what you mean I see where you're coming from. So a lot of if, if people are doing that. They're flipping, in my opinion, they're flipping what the truth actually is. And they're saying, oh, the only people who can be faithful are good people. No. <laughs> other no. way around. No, 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 other, no, 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 way, no. Other, other way around. Other way around. There are a lot. Yeah. What I meant by that is there are a lot of Christians out there who will try to say that you cannot be a good person without faith. There are a lot of Christians that do that. I, I think I think it's a difference between faith and you can't and, have and you God can't have working through somebody because the point is we are all we're all sinners. Right. All of us. By nature, we are sinners. Bring it back to Adam and Eve, you know, saying basically the big middle finger to God. No, we know better than you. We want to go off and do our own thing. We all think that we can create our own destiny, do our own thing, and be good in that because we choose our own path. But the reality is, I mean, you see it in, in Psalm 14 where it brings up, it's like basically uh, no one does good, not a single one. None of us do good, you know, outside of having God's influence in us. So whether or not we recognize God is working in us, God has to be working us for us to do something good because otherwise we are doing nothing but selfish things. Because all we do, our flesh cries out for selfish things. True, but it just takes, I understand that. What I'm trying to say is when you look at it in what Will is asking mm-hmm. is you have to be, it takes somebody of faith to be good. Mm-hmm. Which, no, you can be a good person and not have faith. True. True. So what I'm trying That's to say true. is, but if if you are somebody of faith, then you will, a true faith, true faith, someone who's actually walking in it and actually believing what Scripture says, the fruit of that will also be a good person. If you're, if you're, if you're, if you're not a good person, there's a, there's a high likeliness that you probably have a hard time with any kind of faith, whether it's Christian or or not. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you are, you can, you can be a good person and not be a Christian. But to be a Christian and truly follow God will actually produce a better person. 
um, because it actually produces his the, the, the character that he has, which is do unto others, which is what he was saying in this movie. Do unto others what you want them to do unto you. Fine. Do not think that way. It actually produces the ability to do that in a greater way um, where he's even laying his life down for her. You know, I'm going to stand up for her and something that, you know, would go against our flesh. Would go otherwise. against what we, what we believe. But ultimately, a good person doesn't have to be a person of faith. Good. A good person in the way that we define good. Mm. Good. So, and, and and so many people in this world will define good as I never killed anybody. I never I never you know kicked anybody off a cliff. I never. Well, you know, it's the story of uh, if you want to read in the scripture, the story of the rich young ruler. I yeah. have followed. All of the commandments. I'm a good person. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Go sell all that you have and follow me. Well, I can't do that. Yeah. That's the separation right there. <sighs> oh, yeah, there's that. But th but I think that's that's the big thing is is many of us think that we're good. Many of us strive to be good in our definition of what we believe good is to be based off of our own understanding and our own flesh. I mean, Will, if you've ever... If there's a little bit... Ever... There's a, hang on. There's a little bit more to that, and I can speak from personal experience, and I think mm -hmm. anybody who's lived any kind of healthy uh, life <laughs> and healthy social life, there is somebody out there that hates your guts, and they're mm -hmm. absolutely justified in not liking you. Like, everybody, okay. everybody has that. Everybody yeah. has, like person <laughs> or people in their past where that is very very true mm -hmm. it doesn't make I, I i i think you can have that kind of thing going on in your background and still be a good person oh yeah oh yeah so Pe people people have their own i don't like lean he's still a good person exactly i i hate both of you guys but here wow. i am <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> No, on like all all things aside, the reality is everybody has their own vision, their own view, their own perspective of what reality is, and I think the biggest thing is uh, across the board, and, and this this goes again way back to you know the fall of man, um, we all misunderstand and misinterpret everybody else's hearts. You know, we all we all make selfish decisions, and in that we do things that are against the person next to us. And we do it like this is like husbands and wives, you know, friends, um, politicians. The point is everybody wants everybody really wants peace. Everybody really wants peace. You know, Thanos wanted peace. Hitler wanted peace. The thing is, they were their perspectives were off. Right. I'm not justifying Thanos and I'm not justifying Hitler. I'm saying everybody in their core wants harmony and peace. I don't. But the way they go, the way they go, the way wanna, they go I wanna, about I it. I want to watch the world burn, man. <laughs> he's 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 Joker, <laughs> chaos. <laughs> I'm like a dog chasing a car. Yeah. I never know what I would do if I actually caught it. Exactly. <laughs> but but that's but, but the reality is <laughs> that every, was such every a fantastic performance. <laughs> that is. I'm sorry. I go back to that. That is one of the best performances ever. It really is great. It really is. Gary Lee, Oldman. I'm sorry I cut you off. Continue with what you were saying. I, I apologize for that. No, I mean, but that's that's all I'm really getting at is everybody everybody really wants peace. It's just their perspective of what if, of what it takes to get peace is way or is very different than the next guy or the next girl. Will you? True. Will you? Will you? I don't. Would I, you? And, and, would and the you whole thing. The a, whole thing about. I want to. I want to chime in. The whole thing about. Um, 
you're not reading your neighbor accurately or, or miscommunication or everything. I don't know if I fully agree with that anymore because it's at this point in human history it's almost like we have a uh, uh, like a universal language especially with like the advent of computers and technology you have a box with a roof on it everybody knows that means home you draw a heart everybody knows that means love we 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 have things like this at our disposal right now it's, so it's i about don't the think there's it's about the heart we all misunderstand each other's hearts because most of us are so disconnected from our own hearts desires that's the problem. We all live a facade life on, on social media. It's not real. Yeah, but social media aside, the point I'm is— I'm not talking about social media. I'm talking— I'm, 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 Go ahead. Have you, guys, have you guys watched the new season of What If? No. It's actually really cool. Um, uh, without getting too much into too many details, there's a point where there's a character who you would think there's no hope for this character. You know, just like we saw Loki. You know, we watched Loki season one, and he— in the first episode, he breaks down to what his real heart motive is, why he does the things he does, you know, not just like the basic like, well, I want to rule the world. Well, why? Because I want to prove to my father that I'm worthy. Like, that's it. Like, he broke down, like, here's my motive, but why? Well, here's the root, you know? And that's the whole thing is like, all of us have the same roots. We want to be loved, we want to be accepted, and we want to love and we want to accept. But the point is, the way the world is because of the fall of man is we all go about the wrong ways to do that. And we get so clouded that we lose track of what we're actually fighting for in the first place. I think, I think the first part of what you said was right. We all want to be loved and we all want to be accepted. I don't think it, I, I, the, the, what you follow that up with. I, I don't even think that I agree with that. What's well, that, more fearful? Hand hand. What's more fear? Well, what's no, more? Not it, everybody it, it, wants to love so. and accept. Well, no, not everybody well, wants to love and accept, but everybody, and... everybody wants to be accepted. The number one right. reason, the nu this is my opinion, the number one thing that motivates everybody is like just mm -hmm. fear of ostracization from, from your social circle and from your environment. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, That's absolutely. number one. That is right. number one. And that is one. the root. That's the root. Which could, True. Which could but that has then... nothing that that has nothing to do with you loving or accepting anybody okay. else. You just want Nick, them to love Nick's, and accept you. Next, the, the well, next thing hold I said. Hold on. Let me ask this question though, real quick, Will. If I could tell, if I told you, because you just said that there's going to be somebody, regardless of what you did, somebody in your life that's going to hate you, mm -hmm. and justified no how, in doing so, and just and justified. justified in doing so. We've all mm -hmm. we it, it, like, I, yes, I did. Say, we've all done that. We've all I made bad decisions. Now, and yes, we've all wronged yes, other people. Yes, we've For all wronged people. Now, if, let me if ask you've you, lived any kind of normal social life, especially us older millennials, because we remember what just, it was like to go there. outside. Right. Like, if you've lived, there's somebody dot, dot, dot. in your, there's somebody in your past that you wronged and they that hate you. They have you, a right to be mad at you. And they have Absolutely. every reason to be mad at you. Yes, mm -hmm. I believe Now let this. me ask you now let me ask you this question. If you look at Christianity versus every other religion, every other religion requires you to lay down your life for their God. Mm. Every other religion requires that. If you Christianity want Christianity doesn't Christianity is the, the only, Inquisitions, the Crusades. The, <laughs> the, the Inquisition, the Crusades. Yep, and there is World War II. Are, what I'm saying is What's going on with indigenous people right now down in Australia? All of these well, are holy wars. All of the all of I, these I are holy I understand that there's holy wars by Christians. I understand that. What I'm saying is Christianity is the only religion where our God died for us. Okay. 
Okay. And when you look at that, when you, when you, there is an element of we are to lay our lives down. And what that means is I'm going to accept somebody, whether they hate me, whether they believe what I believe, whether they choose a different lifestyle than me, somebody can be, you know, can live, um, you know, uh, a promiscuous lifestyle that I don't agree with. I may not agree with what they're doing, but I'm not, I still am going to be their friend. I'm still going to love them for who they are. Right. On top of that, you have a God who looks down on every single person and says, regardless of what you did, I took on everything that you did wrong. I laid my life down for you, took the penalty for what you did wrong, and I'm making it so that you have a way for eternity with me. All because I did it. Not I have to blow myself up and do all of these things to get my 42 virgins. Uh, you can do... That's just one example. I'm saying... There is something that's an extreme. That, it's an extreme. It's an extremist. View. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I, 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 okay. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be ultra transparent here. I've read the Bible. <laughs> I've read the Torah. I've read the Quran. And what you just said, I, I do want to add that caveat. I don't like to dog on anybody's religious beliefs that what you just said is an extremist view. That is true, not right. the general idea. No. True. But if you okay. look at okay. true, if you look at a lot of the way that Christians I would be considered an extremist from my perspective. I would I would I wouldn't, be considered I wouldn't consider you an ex an extremist. An extremist Christian I would consider is somebody who's judgmental. That's not You an are going to hell because of X Y and Z. That's an extremist Christian. That, if you want well, to get that way then yes, but to me I say when I say extremist is I'm all in. To me that's extreme. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't consider you an extremist. You come so, on this so podcast, there, you have interesting conversations with me about music and television shows and whatnot. We've had plenty of conversations that didn't touch on God. No, there are and they Christians didn't have out to. there who are incapable. But I don't think of those are extremists. I think those are people who are just like they're they're fanatics. They're, they're fanatic. No, not 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 even fanatics. What's the difference between an extremist no, 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 and no. a fanatic? Listen, listen. Negate what he said. That doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to him. Uh, no, the point is there are people who take it just like anything else. Just like, I mean, we, we look at, at Muslims, right? Yeah. People who are practicing Islamic faith. And we say, oh, all they want to do is take planes and, and crash into our towers. No. I kill you. That's a, that's a group of people who happen to follow a certain sect of that right. Muslim belief who also said, hey, I'm going to sacrifice my life to take this down because of X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. That's beyond extremists. That is just a whole different thing. We look at the movie Red State. I know I know you love that movie yes. Red State because you've got this guy who's calling himself a Christian. It's the Westboro Baptist Church is the whole thing that they're focusing on there, which is a bunch of people who called themselves a Christian church. But the reality was they were not practicing Jesus's love at all. Right. So uh, the meme I always go back to, I, I, I live my life through memes, I guess, apparently at this point. But there was one. It's like it's everybody talking around talking around Jesus that goes. So my command is for you to love every single person. He's like, well, what if they're like, you know, Muslim or gay or, or trans? And he goes, did I stutter? <laughs> <laughs> and and that's, that's a valid point. Like if people who are actually following the teachings of Christ 
are not living life like that. It's it's beyond extremists. It's people who are taking it out of context and doing right. a whole different thing with it and taking certain sections of the Bible and running with that and negating everything that Jesus actually taught. Right. And Jesus what? sat yeah, but those, and, and partied say, with tax collectors, sinners, and prostitutes. And all the religious leaders were like, what are you doing? He goes, uh, do like do do sick people come to the doctor? Well, I'm the doctor, and they're sick, so I'm hanging out with them. Right. Get over it. I'm not going to hang out with all the healthy people. I'm a doctor. I'm here to heal and help. Right. Like, that's you the say, point. Uh, the, okay, the reason why I'm saying they're extremists is because they're, it is a large portion of the Christian community. And it's they're the reason taking... why a lot of – hang on. And it's the reason right. why a lot of Christians across the planet get a really bad rap and have a oh, really dude, bad Oh, dude, trust name. me. That's so – that, but it, that's that's – the point and that's that a, I was trying to make. And that's a hundred and I, I I spent twenty-eight years of my life. Yeah, twenty-eight years of my life thinking the exact same thing. I knew people who were calling themselves Christian, people who were married to pastors and reverence. And I saw them, it's like, wow, if that's what Christians are, I do not want to be a Christian. Exactly. Ever. Because I had a boss who was like one of the most intolerant, judgmental people I've ever met in my entire life. And I'm just like, that's yes. what a Christian is? Jeez. Yes. Like, I grew up knowing what Catholicism was because my family was Catholic. And I saw that. And I'm just like, wow, I'm happy. I, I'd rather just call myself a Catholic. Go on Sundays and then forget about it the rest of the week. Whatever. Right. You know, do my little jingy jing with the bell and then altar boys and, you know, whatever and the host and blah, blah, blah. And then move on with my life and just say, well, I'm doing things that make me feel good or make me look good on Sundays. And I'm, I'm good with it. But the reality was I saw these Christians and they were just like really judgmental and looked down on me and treated me like crap. I don't want to be like them. I don't want to be like them. And those were people who were taking things out of context and not loving people the way that Christ did. Right. And and I've, I've never, until nine years ago, and I'm not talking up our church. Our church has its flaws. Oh, yeah. It has it has its sinners, some of the, some of which are in leadership. I mean, well, I mean, all of them, because we're all sinners. Right. But the reality is we're all in it, and we're looking at it, and we're saying, when we step out and say, listen, we're all messed up. We all screw up. And we're all in this together trying to do better because we're trying to recognize what it is that Christ told us to do and do it better. I mean, every single time our pastor comes up and starts saying stuff to us, we're like, sometimes we go, oh, that hurts. I don't want to hear him anymore. And then other times we look at it and say, I'm really glad he said that because maybe I needed to hear that it's today. True. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and the point is, he's not saying I'm better than you. I'm better than you. You guys need to do better. It's saying we all suck. We all need to do better, and that's a step in a different direction. When people aren't being pharisaical about it and saying, we're better than you, we're better than you, step up and do better, it's like, hey, we all need to do this. Right. And that's the point. And that's, and that's the thing, that's, too, that's the is, difference here. is you're talking about people who are like, I'm a Christian, I'm better than you, you need to smarten up, you need to do all this, you need to, you need to. The way I look at it is, I'm a Christian. I'm no different <laughs> than the person next to me. No. But we've seen the light. And but we I've been given an people... opportunity to, to... You're a movie person, obviously. Are there, you? Yeah. What you gave that movies? away? <laughs> what gave that away? Um, you guys like movies? movies? <gasps> I like movies. I love movies. We like should start talking? a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great... What should we call it? <laughs> um... There's a movie back in the late 60s. It's on YouTube. It's free. It's called The Cross and the Switchblade. Oh, jeez. challenge you to watch this movie. Mm. You challenge me to watch it. 
Oh boy. It's a real life movie. Last time you did that was called Passion in the Desert. No, no, yeah. no this is way <laughs> This is a this is a true story. This by a na- by a man by a, a name by the a name by the man of Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't get that out. His name it's is a Dave- name by the man of <laughs> His name is David Wilkerson. His name was Robert Paulson. Ro- his name is Robert Paul His name is David his Wilkerson. His name is he Robert Paulson. The- <laughs> he writes a book called The Cross and the Switchblade, and they made a movie based off of it. Right. And mm-hmm. it's his story of what happened. And there is a there is a youth center around the world, around the at least the country, called Teen Challenge. It's oh, yeah. for people who deal with drug abuse and alcohol addiction and stuff like that, and they want to get clean. Mm. This is yeah. how it started. Him and then his right-hand man by the name of Nikki Cruz, who in this movie is played by none other than Eric Estrada. <laughs> Good old chips. <laughs> you can't go wrong. All but right. this movie, it's it's definitely a 60s movie. The the music is awful. The the it's 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 1960s, late 60s, early 70s, New York. Um, but just if you have an hour and a half. Watch it. Okay. We won't do a podcast on it. Just watch it and then let me know your thoughts. I've never it's seen it. Real... Check it out on YouTube. Yeah. Um, for those of you out there, it's free on YouTube. The book is free on Audible. Um, it's called The Cross and the Switchblade, and it's David Wilkerson's journey to where he came from and what happened in inner city New York, mm. Harlem, Brooklyn, right. all these he, I, I remembered what happened in Har- Harlem. Um, last I saw, John yeah. had a had was standing there naked, wearing a sign, <laughs> and he had a gun duct taped to his back. Yep. And Jesus showed up. <laughs> his name was Jesus, right? Jesus. <laughs> but it's um, Hey Zeus. <laughs> but you know, hey, I give you props for actually asking questions, and mm. you know, I don't ever want to be one of those people Preachy. or one of those Christians that are like, <laughs> you know, that come across as super judgmental to everybody else because you don't believe what I believe. Mm. I am going to share what I believe. You have the option and the opportunity to choose to or not choose to. It does not determine whether or not I'm going to be someone's friend. It does not determine whether or not I'm going to enjoy that person's company. It does not determine any of that. And there are plenty of people who claim to be Christians who will do just that. If you watch these kind of movies, you are not a Christian. If you do this, then you are not. And I can't be around you. I can't be around you if you do these things unless you believe what I believe. That is not at all what the Bible teaches. And anybody anybody who teaches that is what the Bible calls a false prophet or a false teacher. And that is a lot of where this country is headed right now, to be honest with you. And it's scary. Yeah. It's super scary. So see how easily, see how easily world peace can be accomplished. If you right. and I can do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, Mr. If I can there, Morgan Freeman, that's his quote if, was like, if, just because I disagree with you doesn't mean I hate you. We need to if I, that in society. If 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 Chuck, the guy on the right, the Christian and and the guy on the left, the atheist, can sit down and talk. Anybody can. Well, 
That's yep. a, that's a, that, that's I think that's important. I think mm-hmm. things like that are really important. People need to be able to communicate in a way that's not ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree with what you said. What it's, I it's, what I will it's ask. Scary. It's, what I will there there. Go ahead. What I will ask is this: that we can then we can close up shop on this on this podcast four hours is, later. Yeah, <laughs> is if you're willing, only if you're willing. No, he's will. I know. Close though. If you want to, outside of talking theology and talking oh, creation man. versus evolution, <laughs> outside of all of that, what I can and would be willing to do is share, not in a podcast, unless you want to do it on a podcast, um, is share with you my story and why I believe what I believe. Yeah. Everybody has a testimony. Yeah. Everybody has a testimony. Everybody. Everybody I will tell everybody you that has I came from a life that is not something that I would promote. <laughs> I was an alcoholic. I was my first daughter was born out of wedlock. I have 3 kids from 3 different women. I smoked for 15 to 17 years. I did drugs. I smoked marijuana nightly for a good decade. Um I've done Everything you could think of, aside from murder. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I never killed. I never killed anybody. Then he'll admit, yes. Um, every, I think, but there money. was a change in my life because of something greater than me, and mm. I don't mind sharing that story. Mm. Only if you're willing to listen. I'll, I'll, no, I'm always gonna listen. Here's, like Lee said, everybody has their own testimony. Everybody has their own reasons why they believe or don't believe or certain don't things. Believe. And usually, and it's why I kind of disagree with you about the guy who read the Bible and just all of a sudden, whoop, I'm a believer now. There, there has to be some type of extreme circumstances that happen in everybody's life in order to push them into one direction or the other. There has you to should, be. Just look up, look up. I, I, look up I, will, I will, I will, I, I will do it, but I maintain that it, it cannot be just the book. It cannot be just this thing that you read or a feeling. It has to be something, like you just said, it has to be something that you feel that's greater than yourself, right? And right. I'm going to you, I'm comes, gonna say to you this. Usually in that, that aspect, with... in that aspect, you are 100% right. And here's the reason why, is when you read the Bible, it is called the living word. Mm-hmm. It is the living word of God. So when he started reading it, what actually happened in that moment, call it mystical, call it whatever you want to call it, what actually happened was the living word of God penetrated into his heart and his soul, and it actually shifted the way he began to think. And, and That's I, what happened. The reality is this. Everybody gets hit differently from different things. You can say one person can hear the same exact word over and over again and be like, yeah, 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 I heard it. And then another person hears that, and it blows their mind because there's more at play than just the thing that happened. And everybody – so just like everybody has their own rock bottom – you know, I can have like a really rough day and it's like I just lost my job. You know, I, I've got this like plague that's like taking me down and my kid could lose a stuffed animal. But the, the, the reality is the pain is exactly identical to how it affects each person. You know, like that's a testimony right there. Like I could look at my kid and say, you lost a stuffed animal. I just lost my job and I'm super sick. 
and I don't know if I'll ever be able to recover from cancer or whatever, you know, but my kid lost a stuffed animal. I'm supposed to like sit there and look at her and be like, oh, you know, that's as bad as mine. No, the reality is everybody's rock bottom is different. Everybody's um, amazing revelation is different and it affects different things affect people at different times because of circumstances. Exactly. You know, and I and I and I think that's that's what we have to recognize is everybody's circumstances are different. Everybody's affected differently and nobody's nobody's big hit whether it's a positive or a negative is less or more than somebody else's because it's all about perspective. It's what I was talking about earlier, perspective. Recognizing different perspectives. And we the, the problem is we all judge everybody else by the cover that we see from our own view you know I'm, I'm over here playing baseball and i look over at a golfer and i would go oh man i could totally do that well i'm not playing golf i'm playing baseball so shut up move on <laughs> you know and, and that's that's the difference it's like we're all trying to play each other's games because we think that we know better because we're doing something different from a totally different perspective you know and different things hit us different ways but the, the difference is god will speak to us in the way that god needs to speak to us and, you know, whether whether it's it's, uh, you know, a devotion to uh, to certain things or a non-devotion, God is speaking to us the way that we need to be spoken to. And he always will. It just comes down to will we listen? Will we act upon it or will we not? But he's he's always there and he's always going to be. But this movie uh, was an interesting movie. <laughs> and <laughs> it's probably one of the most I, interesting I, discussions that we've ever had. Absolutely, you know it's definitely one of the longest. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, Justice League was pretty long conversation. Well, Justice League was like a seventeen-hour <laughs> movie. That was a different. That was that was that was entirely different. Uh, that was a thing. That was a thing. That was. I'm that glad was the this talk days. happened, though. I'm 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 glad this talk happened. Um, yeah. Thank you very much, Book of Eli, for this talk. This was cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. This was cool. Yeah, but. We have come I think we're to done. an end. Yeah, yeah. we go to the fish to fry. Like this would be yeah. the time we'd be going home. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And we still have we another still got... conversation to have. So yeah, it won't be a long conversation though. Probably not. not. It'll be a fun All right. conversation. All right, everyone, have a great one. Have a great Bye-bye. one. Yes. Bye bye.